0: Oh, 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 oh,
1: Uh, thanks for coming on the uh, Rat salary Review. Really appreciate it. Hi, no, um, <laughs> thanks for having me, man. Uh, we are here appreciate with. Uh, I'm going to try to pronounce your name right because I I usually say I say Jorn Land, but I've been watching uh, YouTube interviews and it's Jorn Landy. Is that correct? Well,
2: well you, usually they don't use the J. They usually say Yorn. Yeah,
1: yeah, Jorn. That's yes. simple.
2: Yeah, Yorn. That's usually my, you
1: know, my issue. I can never figure out how anybody pronounces it. Everybody does actual, everything different. The right <laughs>
2: one, if you were like in Scandinavia, you would say my name would be to say um, "lande." Oh, okay, Lambda, bit, right. Uh, the, the right way. But actually, I, my native name is. I mean, it has the the slash, you know, which is right. uh, similar to the dots in uh, Swedish or that they use in Germany. Yeah. So it's more like a, like a, uh. Oh, okay. so it's like a. It's actually more like uh it's like in the Vikings, you know, Bjorn Ironside. Oh, <laughs> all
3: right.
2: Uh, so it's 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 Bjorn it's, it's, it's actually when, when if you you know if you pronounce it uh, right right like so so but but the thing is you know you don't have you don't have this letter so right you know everybody from the us or england or most of the countries they would just uh, say yorn you know
1: so, yeah 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 <laughs>
2: right, that's cool, why I, I ended up using that as a as an artist name uh, just skipping the slash you yeah. know yeah cool.
1: Cool. Well, now I know. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, actually, now you have a. Um, I guess this would kind of can be considered your third covers album since your first one was kind of like a mixed of uh, like originals and covers, right?
2: Um. Uh, yeah. Well, I've, I've done a few. Uh, you know, I do mostly original records, but there's you know this is kind of more like. Uh, like a portfolio of, of albums I'm planning. So you mm. got the first heavy rock radio and then there's the second one. And uh, I already have a a list of uh, 50, 200 more right. songs that I've, you know, I'll, I have to go through and uh, probably going to do a third one, maybe even a fourth. Wow. jeez. In, <laughs> in, in, the, in the future. Oh, just because this is a kind of a cool thing, I think, because yeah. uh, it, um, it's a chance to uh, to to do some of the or perform some of the songs that I grew up with, or the songs that I had ideas to do Yarn style. Right. Uh, we introduced the 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 term to yournify a song um, <laughs> with with these records, and um, so we we try to uh, you know imagine how a song would sound if we wrote them ourselves, you know, right. or if we wrote the song ourselves, then and then um how would we approach it with, you know with the music arrangement so um yeah. that's the, you know and the, uh, usually you know it's it's it works you know it's not too complicated because uh, most songs can be um, transformed to a to a, like a more rock uh, or heavier rock expression so yeah. it's not too difficult uh, some songs are um, a bit more challenging like uh, new york minute on mm-hmm. this record um, it's a bit more challenging since the song was not a rock song from the beginning. It's right. very mellow and uh, melodic uh, quiet tune. So, um, which is, you know, the beautiful song uh, Don Henley is so unique with what he's doing. So uh, also, and then, um, uh, you know, the, what happens is that when you're going to do something um, in the way we play, then it's, it's, everything's going to be, a bit harder and heavier, and and you lose some of the dynam- dynamics um, that the original has, you know. But uh, right, yeah. you have to compromise a little bit. But uh, I think we were, you know, still you know true to the original and um, uh, keeping that uh, that vibe, you know. Because it's, yeah. it's I think it, the heart and soul of the song is still there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say the core of the song is still in there, and you can still tell it's, it's that still, song. Yes,
2: it's a bit more powerful and, uh, and the right. You
1: know, yeah, it's done in it your way. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I have to sing it a little bit harder than Don Henley. Oh, that's you know when the band starts playing and you get you know the, the big bombastic drums and uh, powerful guitars. You know, then it kind of yeah. you have to you have to sing a little bit uh, harder to. <laughs> To cut through everything and to, to make a good balance, so you lose a little bit of the dynamics that the original has, but um, but that's the you know, that's the compromise to, in order to do it uh, like we've done it. So so now it's a more like um, it's a melodic power ballad, more, but still an epic long track, yeah. almost yeah. almost seven minutes. So
1: I think maybe the original is even longer if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> is it really? Oh wow! Because well, yeah, I'm, I'm listening to it. I know the song, but I, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that song. But um, I know it's a long one. But then when I heard your version, I'm like, wow, this is kind of long. But now that you're saying the original is longer. I'm like, <laughs> I, 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 well,
2: I, I, actually, I might be wrong. But I, I, I think there's like some uh, intro stuff and uh, instrumental stuff there too that's uh, kind of uh, dragging out. I think so. Uh, uh, maybe there's an edit or something they did for the single. I don't know. Oh, yeah. an album version that's different but um, yeah um, I don't remember right now anyway but uh, it's you know Don Henley was one of my still is one of my favorite singers all mm-hmm. times so yeah. um, it's um, I would say that New York I Minute mean, it's almost like a sequel to Hotel California which we did on the first Have radio album so um, you know, also my my voice uh, fits very well with um, with the you know the Eagle stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so to do that, your style is is kind of natural. Plus, I grew up with all these records, and oh, yeah. it's a part of my life. You know, it's a kind of like your uh, it's a part of your story. So, yeah. um, uh, and you know, "Lonely Nights," the the Brian Adams song, which is the opening track, is. Mm-hmm. Um, Um, I mean, it's a great song, too. I mean, maybe a song that's a little um, forgotten uh, among people, uh, you know, younger people probably never heard the song at all. Um, So, uh, it's uh, probably one of the best songs that uh, Brian did, you know, in his time. I mean, he did so many great songs uh, after Lonely Nights, so... uh, and the success he had and you know, the commercial kind of thing it's, it's, uh, it kind of overshadowed some of these earlier songs that he did but I bought right. that record when it was new you know so oh, wow. around 80, so, 1980 so it was uh, I don't remember when it was 80 or 81 something, so then, mm-hmm. and then was it uh, um, but anyway you know it's uh, I just, you know, tried to do some of the songs that um, I grew up with that I love to to sing and that I could imagine Yorn style done you know, yeah. style.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah,
2: winning is another track uh, which is a good example on that. Uh, originally released and written by Russ uh, Russ um, Ballard, uh, okay. but then I, I I never heard the the original version uh, uh oh, till yeah. like the the recent years um but i heard uh the santana version so that's that's where i came you know,
3: mm.
2: across that song through through santana in uh where was that that was must have been 81 too oh. around that time yeah, uh, so i probably heard that the same year or year after it came out so um um, and and uh, Alex Leadgoodwood uh, from Scotland, he you know was a, uh, still is a great singer. Um, I used to listen to 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 like his voice a, a lot, and uh, you yeah. know I already had uh, the the marathon album from '79, mm-hmm. which uh, had some great songs on it, and um, so no, so when the Zebop uh, Santana album came up. Uh, you know, I, I was already familiar with with him as a singer and a big fan of his voice. And his mm-hmm. performances was was outstanding. I he sounded almost like he was a uh, you know like a like a black guy who, with a lot of soul. And <laughs> I right, didn't even yeah. know I was, when I saw a picture of the guy and it's like, is that him? <laughs> almost like like almost like a, like a with a beard and uh, almost like red.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Red beard is, is kind of and. Um, looked like a real Scotsman, and, uh, <laughs> and I thought, "Wow!" I was surprised, you know, because he sounded uh, so soulful and yeah, yeah it was surprising. Um, yeah, and and we added the Scottish bagpipes to the song. Um, right. It was uh, kind of uh, symbolic, his yes, Alex uh, came from uh, from Scotland, so it's kind of small bits and pieces there that we, we find a bit. Uh, Funny, so uh-huh. uh, and it worked for the song. Um, I always liked that song. Uh, the choruses uh, on the Santana version had uh, a certain keyboard structure. It was easy to to just replace that keyboard structure with uh, with heavy guitars. Uh-huh. A bit, a bit similar to what we did with um, the 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 Frida song. Uh, I know there's something going on. Uh-huh which was a similar approach which is it, it had some keyboards and it had very like a, uh, it had some clean guitar and stuff but it was really not a guitar based song so we just kind of followed the the, the more keyboard oriented uh, structure and, and replaced it with, with guitars and that's it you know? So yeah. that's pretty similar or pretty easy and um, natural uh, but then you have like you know, some of the other songs that were more challenging, like, uh, yeah, like I said, like New York Minute, for example, oh. so uh, we had the same with the, with the Hope of California, it Was uh, when we did that uh, um, a few years ago, it was um, same thing, you know, how do you do that song, Right, and, uh, stay, stay true to the original somehow, um, uh, so that was a little bit more work and uh, took a little bit more time and Brainstorming to do, but uh, I mean, it's, it's such you know the songs are so good that uh, you can't change too much if you want to stay true to the the, the, the same uh, feeling of the song. And you can always sing it a little harder, and you could boost the energy level a little bit, mm-hmm. make it a little bit more powerful and bombastic sounding. Uh, you know, but uh, it's you if you're not if you're not going to change the whole song and the structure of the song, you can't. Do much. You can always uh, so. I mean, a compromise was to do uh, some uh, little bit more progressive elements there with the guitars and uh, stuff. And, uh, and you know, and, uh, something that usually works well is when you add those. Uh, I would. I usually say like this: just Queen or Brian May
3: mm-hmm.
2: type of uh, bits and pieces in a song. Right. Yep. It, it makes uh, everything. Uh, more dramatic and so we, we sometimes do that and, and uh, you can hear that uh, on to California you can hear it on many other songs that were not original like uh, rock songs or yeah. heavier songs from mm-hmm. the beginning also running up that hill from the previous record uh, mm-hmm. it had no guitars at all uh, as far as I can remember it's more like a, uh, almost, like a, almost a, like a, a electronic
1: kind of dramatic. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah it's almost like a, like a loop thing or like a early electronica Kind of thing that Kate Bush did, and then uh, trying to do that song uh, in a rock-oriented way was uh, also kind of challenging. But uh, with, with this, uh, I usually end up uh, comparing or describing this Brian May thing because uh-huh. uh, to, to use that in several songs really works. You know, it kind of. <clears throat> and you play more like single notes, you know, not uh-huh. always with the big chords and always playing a lot of stuff uh, picking all the time and you know it's it's more uh, it's more you know, playing uh, like a fanfare kind of thing, you know, yeah. to do this stuff.
1: Have you ever heard the um the cover version of that song by the band Within Temptation?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, I heard oh, yeah. it. Yeah.
1: That's, okay.
2: It's pretty good. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I heard yeah. It, yeah. I like yours better. Though. I, I mean, I like them both, but Thanks, it's a cool song. Yeah. It's a cool song. I think we're. Uh, we're I, th- I think we're all uh, maybe.
2: Um, yeah, we're we're, we're all uh, you know seeing the picture yeah. differently. You know, the perspective yeah. today. It's one thing isn't necessarily better than the other. Always, right, you know. Yeah. Even though, um, I mean, there's different ways of doing things, right? Uh, it depends on taste and how you what you prefer or not so. Yeah. And some it's people like, like hard, heartfelt stuff. Other people like it to be a bit more clinical and uh, how should I say, like sterile or stereotype, you know, sounding. Right. Uh, yeah. um, so I mean, it, it's individual. You know, it depends on where you come from, and <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, even though we. we most of us love, uh, like, you know, ACDC. Not everyone likes to listen to right, <laughs> Angus exactly. Young's uh, riffs. Yeah. They say, oh, yep. come on, <laughs> play something more interesting than those riffs again, you know? Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, it, it, every, all you know, everything is uh, relative.
1: Yeah, exactly, because <laughs> I, I play a lot of uh, music at work and stuff, and, uh, you know, I put on ACDC sometimes, and, you know, some people be like, you know, I, I can't stand this no more. But actually... I, I, a song of yours came on the other day. I can't remember which one it was, but it was off the Spirit Black album. And uh, uh-huh. some people did go, "Oh, I actually do like this song. You know, it's, this is an, actually a good one that you're playing today." So it's oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, well, "Good, thank well, God, well, you well, like something I listen to." That, that's great. <laughs> yeah, well, that's cool, man. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, there were some good songs on that Black record. It had some he- very heavy songs. Yeah, you know, "Road to the Cross" and stuff is a kind of a, <laughs> yeah. a power, powerful songs. Yeah.
1: Um, Do you have a favorite album that yeah. you've done so far, like um, your solo stuff?
2: It's hard to say a uh, favorite album. I, I may, maybe because uh, you know um, you, you belong to the time uh, or the the, the the stage that you are uh, are at now. It's kind of like. Uh, uh, I think Life on Death Road is probably, you know, even though I love some of the older records, you know, yeah. some people say the early albums had more progressive elements or right, yeah. like this, some people like that, you know. And, and some people are focused on how creative or how original y- you were with some things in the past or the lineup. You had a certain guitar player or a drummer or, you know, certain constellation that uh, was really. Special or something like that, you know. But uh, that's also about taste, I think, individual taste. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, uh, to me, it's, I think, as a, uh, if I look at the, the the craftsmanship of a record, I think Life and Death Roll is probably the, one of the best records. And uh, um, if you look at the, uh, like, if, if you think that you're putting on an album with a good production and where all the songs have a certain, quality level mm-hmm. uh, and the mix and the, the concept, everything is well crafted in a way that uh, you know, gives you the I mean, so you have like a potential classic album as mm-hmm. we as we remember it, you know, when you would say oh that record is a classic, you know so I mean some of the stuff I did in the past were, was, it had maybe some songs you know, it's like Long Island the Brave uh, the song itself is a great song Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's, it's like on that record, there's there's a few songs, but uh, that are really good songs. But uh,
3: yeah.
2: personally, you know, I feel that when I look at some of the records as albums, I I, I don't always see the records as as uh, complete albums in a way. Mm-hmm. Not not right. the, not the same way like when I grew up and bought the vinyl for yeah. song. It was a um, Sometimes I feel like okay, th- that record was watered out with uh, that song, or or I, he, I re-recorded this one, or I did something, and it was a uh, not really um, uh, complete as a whole. You know, mm-hmm. But but then you had some tracks like the title track, or the brave, or you had like Termination on the Termination record. Uh, some songs that would uh, be really classic songs in a way in the, in the your catalog that you would say wow that's a fucking good song right mm-hmm. uh, re- great performances you know but mm-hmm. all the songs weren't necessarily always <laughs> f- fitting in context you know they were sometimes right,
1: a bit,
2: yeah. Sometime a bit uh, yeah
1: is is there I, one song cause I, I know you've um, yeah. i know you've re- re-recorded some of your songs is there one song that you really didn't like and you had to re-record it because it just bothered you so much?
2: Well, I, it's a lot of songs I would love to re-record uh, still. Um, well, and, um, no, I mean, usually we never had time to re-record anything. So, you know, um, I did a couple of tracks. I tried uh, in the past to do a couple of different versions of but uh, okay. uh, but, you know, they're not necessarily better. Maybe they're better sounding.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and, and you feel that you had a better, maybe, you know, it's, it's always... You gain something and you lose something else. You know the freshness and the energy of the original first one was maybe special. You know, and then you were not happy with something. Maybe you thought that it was you know, sounded too thin or too progressive arrangements or whatever, too technical stuff going on. Maybe you wanted it to be simplified and sounding bigger and stuff like that. But um, but then you try to do it and then you realize. Okay, so I'm singing better on the new one, or sound like a more grown up, powerful singer. But the result was not really better. Yeah, Blacks yeah. made some of that freshness and energy that the original had. So, mm. but uh, you know, times are hectic, and uh, we don't have, uh, you know, we don't have time to do to do a lot of uh, extra stuff anymore. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like uh, any. It, it, and then you ask yourself whether it's necessary, <laughs> you know, yeah, right. to yeah. do it. So it's like, is it really, do, Will, will the, you know, I mean, does the world uh, go bananas because you do it? <laughs> right. it, yeah. it? Not really, you know, so it's, it's more about your own personal need yeah. to do it. You know, it's like, I gotta do that song. So then, you know, I might do a song and, and, and I have a couple of songs in mind, which I might want to do in the future. And, uh, uh, but I didn't have to re record them actually. I could have just opened the old uh, tapes and uh or you know, remixed them and added right. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it would be fine. But some of the songs don't ex- I mean some of the, the albums don't exist. There's mm-hmm. a couple of records uh, which where the master tapes are not it's like older ones which oh, wow. uh, they're 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 gone now. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, and and uh you can't do so I don't have everything I've done, you know. Uh, oh wow! So I, in that sense, yeah. you can't. You you have the you have the actual mixed masters, but you don't have the the, the actual uh, uh, tapes, you know, the, right, where you can yeah. sep- separate the tracks and stuff. So, right. so then you have to re-record it if you are going to do it. Um, but you know, time goes on, you know, and you record new stuff, and uh, and and the, and the and the records are coming out so frequently now it, it, Yeah. It, it, it's, um it's, I, I uh,
1: when I first saw you I want to go back just a little bit um when I first saw you I saw I used to uh, buy magazines back when everybody used to buy magazines and there was an huh? ad for uh, the ba- the band arc oh yeah sure yeah, and uh you were I guess you were you. You look like a, a part of a tree or something. What was up with that?
2: <laughs> was, yeah. I, I guess we had some idea at the time uh, we were signed. Uh, well, we had some various distributions in 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 Europe, but in the US we were signed to Steve Weiss label, um, mm-hmm. Favorite Nations, New York, and uh, and um, uh, I, I, you know, we we had ideas. Uh, to do videos, you know, with the, these like screws coming up, or the like rusty screws coming out of the ground, and uh, you know, there would be like plants growing uh, uh, around us, and you know, it would be like kind of like a freaky thing. Uh, yeah. I, you know, you could uh, maybe a little bit like you know, like a like a Bjork video or something, mm-hmm. you know, like that. Something so, that that was the idea. From the beginning to do something uh, special. Um, But then, you know, um, for the time, the record company didn't want to invest money in in the thing. You know, we spent a lot of money in the production for that record, Mm -hmm. the Burn the Sun record, Mm -hmm. uh, um, which was the second ARC album. And uh, so it was, you know, we spent a lot of money. And um, so, in a way, we kind of. Overspent on that record, and 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 we wanted to do the record the old way, you know, old school mm. way, like a proper band. We traveled to New York. We we re, we rented a, a rehearsal room in in Manhattan. We rehearsed uh, next to uh, uh, Sting's band, who was oh, rehearsing wow. the same days when we were heard first. And we were there for a long time, going back and forth to. Uh, well, sometimes we were. I mean, we stayed in Queens, and then we. That, uh, sometimes uh, we would go to um, uh, to Long Island because uh, uh, John John Macaluso or John Murray at the time he, his parents lived there.
3: That's or, actually where or, I'm oh, from.
2: <laughs> oh really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, we went to the beach sometimes. Uh, me and uh, uh, in Long Island, me, me and uh, John, and, uh, but they're fucking. Uh, you were not allowed to be there in the in the evening or in the night. So yes, yeah, the, they kick the, out
1: that uh, like you know when it starts getting dark. So yeah, and so we were hiding. We were hiding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Drinking
2: and you know we were. Remember, we we, we pulled up a shark. that oh, really. Was damaged. Yeah, we the shark that was damaged. And... Oh, what, so,
1: what did you stay at in like Montauk or something? Uh, yeah. That's where people see that's Mont Montauk. Uh, I, I at the know. very end of Long Island—that's that's where that is. Yeah, could
2: could be, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, could be. It was, um, yeah, it was a lot of like tall buildings there and stuff, and uh, like a, I don't remember exactly now. But, right. uh, and we were probably uh, not sober when we were there at the time. <laughs> we were there, but we used to, used to go there and drink. And <laughs> at a yeah. point, I would write lyrics ricks on the beach and stuff, and. Uh, but uh, you know, and in, in the night, we would hide from the police yeah. shops <laughs> uh, but then I remember one one time when we found this damaged shark that mm. was sort of laying laying in the water, and we and we and we pulled it ashore, yeah. and we were uh, <laughs> and then we looked at it and with, then we you know put it back in the water, but uh sea was really probably it you know wouldn't be there be. Be alive much longer, so. right? Yeah, yeah. So uh,
1: yeah. yeah. Sometimes the uh, yeah, seal we'll get seals coming up on on the beach or whatever. We've, we've been oh, trying to go. Yeah. We've been trying to go see them, but uh, every time we go there, they're not there. So wow.
2: No, I mean we we we, we spent a lot of time and money on that record. we going back and forth to New York, and then we went to Germany, um, doing. Um, uh, doing recordings there in a the studio called Area 51, mm-hmm. uh, which is um, outside uh, Hanover.
1: Yeah.
2: It's called Celle, which mm-hmm. is a small, small rural area. And um, uh, there's producer there called Tommy Newton. Mm-hmm. He. Um, uh, um, yeah it's actually his wife talking on the record it's a section where uh-huh. we have a, this a uh, british woman talking a little bit on the album and it's just a little short section there in the song and uh-huh. his wife we got his wife to come and do that and um, um but you know it, it was a it was a like a long process where we did everything as a band so right. it was a lot of flights all the time and you know Hotels and stuff. So um, we, we 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 actually overspent on that record, though the record came out really great. But in the end, the record company didn't want to invest anything in videos and stuff. And at the time, it was not normal to, for 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 every band, not in rock and metal, to do videos. Uh, you know, especially not when the indie scene started to build up. Right yeah. from the early nineties, it was like still, you know. it was Normal to just do a record, yeah. And that's it, and and you know, and okay, ah, we didn't do a we didn't do a video for this record. Okay, so, ah, maybe for the next one we'll do a video. You know, it's more of that way of thinking, and uh, um, yeah. So um, so that so that's that. But the the idea was there, and that's also one of the reasons why um that band ceased to exist because uh, we 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 didn't have. Uh, we didn't have uh, the right uh, team and the right uh, people around us, you know, to make uh, things work for, for that band. Uh, It's like you were caught between two chairs. You you were not a metal band like Judas Priest or, and then, but then uh, you were not, uh, but then you were not uh, like a a typical uh, uh, pop act either. Mm -hmm. You were just, uh, or you were not playing rock. You know, you were just mm. something uh, in between everything. So the, you know, the, the magazines, the metal magazines, they they didn't really want to feature it that much because you know they rather write about some metal band or black metal band or something like that. So right. uh, so we were, you know, kind of caught in between everything, and uh, there was a problem. Uh, 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 maybe if if that band would have. Uh, Existed a little bit longer, and we would have done another record, maybe in 2005, for example. Maybe it would have been different, you know. So it's like when I did the Master Plan a few years later, 2003 or so. This this uh, debut album of the Master Plan really sold big, you know, and and we got this European Border Breakers Award from the EU Commission, you know, selling because we were one of the biggest selling acts mm. in Europe. Yeah. The time and together with uh, the darkness which yeah. also had their their first album out so you know a lot of um, good things you know happening and uh, but i think this uh, art record just came uh, at this time where or it's just the wrong time i think mm. then yeah. like ten years, 10 years later people started uh, you know looking at that album especially that second album burn the sun and saying wow that's a brilliant record you know and uh, um so you know uh, that's that's life you know (laughs) uh, right sometimes you you know things has to work uh, uh, you need some help you need some luck you need uh, you need uh, something that works for you you know and uh, we decided to just uh, or i decided to leave the whole thing i think they wanted to do another record without me but they and they started something but it didn't really happen for them mm. so and you know there were some you know it's always like typical things disagreements and diff- different ideas on how things should work for the future it's been like this you know in in, in so many bands in, in <laughs> history that uh, it you know except for some other bands that had the good business from the beginning Right, you yeah, know, bands that really sold a lot of records from the beginning that had like a major deal or something they would uh, uh, you know the, the success would bring them all together you know again because it would be more lucrative to do another record uh, you know financially also then and for the legacy take mm. of the legacy you know then just running around everywhere doing solo records or projects you know so I guess that's why you have some bands that are still doing it, and they are more or less close to the original lineup, right? Un- right. Unless yeah. so- unless someone passed away or retired, you know. So
1: yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff doesn't really happen anymore. No. Uh, after I believe it was after Ark, you joined uh, Master Plan, right? Uh, yeah. Well, it's, it was like uh, things
2: things happened kind of in the same time period. Uh, uh, we did like this project in the, in the U S too, um, or like, it was kind of like a European uh, American thing, you know, with this millennium band, uh, mm. uh, with Ralph Santola on guitar, mm. which used to be the, the play, the guitar player in the, in the band called death okay. at, a long, long time ago. Um, uh, which was more extreme metal. Uh, but, uh, then you know he he was also into i mean sadly he passed away uh, not too long ago so but uh oh, really? but uh yeah so um but it was uh like a a partly an American band and a European band. Oh, so we had is like, that.
1: Uh, yeah, that's uh, Mundanus. I can never pronounce the name of that band. Mundanus Imperium. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's that's uh, that's uh, that's
2: uh, that was a Norwegian thing. So. Oh okay. This band was uh, just we did, we just did one record and they did another record with another singer and then there was some compilation coming out uh, with the mix of songs from both records. Oh, millennium, so millennium. Millennium. Yeah, Millennium. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So. So that that band was a kind of different thing again. Mm-hmm. Um, everything happened in the same time period, actually. If you look at uh, you know, Arc, Burn the Sun, Millennium, uh, uh, the, the the this uh, the beginning or the the, the the first couple of your own records and the Master Plan,
3: mm-hmm.
2: everything was kind of like uh, this. This like two three year period there that. Uh, if things happen, you know, so yeah. I would work work at something, you know, and then I would go back home and work on, a, on another thing, and then and they would just be released with like six months uh, to ten months. You know.
1: Yeah, uh, so you, you were real busy at that time, I guess. In, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was busy.
2: And, yeah, so it was uh, some of the stuff was, stuff was recorded but not uh, released right away and so on, so... Mm. I mean, we started even for the master plan stuff. We was done uh, like uh, earlier. I mean, the album came when I said two thousand and three, but uh, we did it like two thousand and one, two thousand and two. We we were working on it, you know. So, mm-hmm. so and you know at the, and at the same time, I I did like the World Changer album. Mm-hmm. Um, came out, uh, you or so and uh, just released the uh, Burn the Sun. Before that, there yeah, and the and the the Beyond Twilight stuff, so it was kind of like a uh, multitasking uh yeah. <laughs> for me yeah. yeah.
1: Um, uh, well, were you I guess you were probably busy, real busy with Master Plan going on tour, right? That was probably the bigger one out of all those at the time.
2: Um, well, it was, it was kind of like a yeah, we did a couple of tours with that band, yeah, but it was uh, it it's all right. I mean, it was a. Uh, um, I mean, we we didn't do like all the like the the biggest places. So we did some uh, some bigger shows, but it wasn't it wasn't like a down to earth tour really. And I remember one of the tours we did, we had um we we did one tour actually with another band too, with uh, with Hammerfall mm-hmm. from Sweden, and 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 there was another band which. Which which was uh, which had uh, Gus G playing guitar, so he was so Gus was playing as a like a special guest or as like a, like support on that tour. Oh, wow. So he, the band. He, so it was a, that was the first time I I, I met him, and he, you know, he was so young at the time. Um, uh, so, you know, still he's 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 young, kind of. But you know, mm-hmm. at that time it was just that kind of crossover, you know, before he. He was still looking like a teenager, and uh, right. you know what I mean, and very yeah. very humble, and very, uh, I would say hungry to, to to do do something great, you know, in the music business, and he was, uh, but he was working so hard, and he was already back then, uh, you know, getting into the scene, you know, doing stuff uh, f- uh, for Japan, you know, right. magazine, and um, always, you uh, uh, doing stuff to 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 get s- sponsorship, you know, mm. to get uh, things going for him, and and he worked so hard, and he and then a few years later, he suddenly played with with Aussie, and he was kind of like, right. oh fuck, <laughs> you really, you really uh, did something right. So it was a,
1: uh, you know, he was always
2: a, a a great guy and uh and uh, someone who worked very hard. I really uh, respect him a lot. And I really like him as a person. He's a very nice guy, but mm-hmm. he's you know he's very focused on what he's doing, and which is what you have to be. You know, if you're going to survive in this business, especially mm-hmm. if you're going to make a living from music. So, yeah. did
1: he ever uh, ask you to join Firewind? Because I know he was having uh, problems with singers well, and stuff.
2: Uh, yeah. Well. Uh, we talked about doing stuff together. I mean, we wrote uh, the Optimist together for Life for the Life on Death Road record, mm. uh, the own record. So, so me and him we did that one together, and um, and he played some solo stuff on the album on uh, well, Love Is the Remedy. He plays on. He also plays together with uh, Craig Goldie on uh, the title track Life on Death Road, and yeah. which has like three different uh, guitarists. So oh, wow. as both Craig, Craig and uh, Gus and, uh, and Alex uh, Bayrot trading off wow. yeah. in, in, in a long uh, solo section there. And mm-hmm. these solos are really great, really epic stuff going down and some of the best stuff they ever played on, on, on that song. So yeah. that's my opinion. It's really great. I'm really proud of that record. So And especially that song. A long epic song, and it came out uh, really great. So, yeah, it's a good, it's it's great to to listen to that record uh, and and especially that song because it, uh, it's a good energy.
1: Yeah. To... So, so he never asked you to do Firewind with him or anything? Uh, no, not really. Yeah. I mean, uh, we talked we talked about about like
2: doing something in the future, yeah. and uh, he maybe mentioned a couple of things in the. Past, you know, but I mentioned also a few things. You know, if he would be willing to play with me, you know, and
3: mm.
2: do stuff. Um, so we, but you know, we were all busy and uh, yeah. As it's said, a shame that the... a little bit on my, yeah. my record there, but uh, we never had time. He didn't have time, or or I didn't have time to to do stuff because we're in the middle of everything else. You know, yeah. we doing so.
1: It's a real shame he didn't work out with Ozzy because uh, you know he was he was. Probably the next step up from from Zach Wilde. I mean, Zach Wilde's good, but uh, he's probably like the next uh, step up from Zach Wild, and he's almost in a way like Randy Rhodes. And it probably I know, it would have—I don't know—it would have been good with to hear another album with him.
2: I, I think uh, you know. I don't know. You know, this I don't know why things didn't work for that, but I mean, it doesn't doesn't really matter. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, sometimes um, it's not really a. Uh, a big issue or a reason it's just that uh, sometimes you, you know someone wants to do something different and then uh, you know uh, then uh, people just uh, don't work together uh, for a while or maybe sometimes never again but you know it doesn't necessarily have to be that there was a big problem you know what I mean so mm-hmm. it could be just I don't know what, what, what that was all about but that, I know this very well because I've had so many <laughs> People in my life that you know, most of them I'm still, you know, close friends with. So, uh, close friends. So, and uh, uh, it's it's not a problem. Uh, but uh, of course, there's some issues that, you uh, uh, gone gone down in yeah. in history. But uh, but uh, most of the time, it's been natural uh, reasons. So, of course, it's, uh, you know, we've, we've, for the breakups right. of a ban, or. Or uh, stuff like that. It, it, it usually has to do with the uh, the fact that you just move on and you do what you do. You know, you get some offers or you see some opportunity coming mm. along, and uh, you know we we gotta survive in the business, and and uh, and you wanna evolve and do do stuff better, and maybe you have uh, some unfinished business, uh, either whether it's music or this direction of where you're going, or so you get some other opportunities and you take them, you know. And I, I, I uh, I've done that too many times. And uh, if yeah, you don't of, of that... <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but you know, so, uh, there's a there's a lot of uh, um, occasions where, where where people see a project as their baby, you know, right. something very unique and special. Um, and they don't want people in the band to go off doing a lot of a lot of other stuff. They want people to commit to one thing. Mm. And um, this is something I, you know, I never wanted to do that. Um, especially if I see that something is not working right. For example, if you do a great record and you do a tour, and you see that there's nothing happening after mm. that, except for some good reviews and. Maybe you made some cash from it or whatever, but you see that there's something that works against the whole project. You know, maybe there's not the, maybe it's not the right team. Maybe record companies not investing much to to get this thing uh, moving. You know, and right. then of course you don't want to sit on the fence and and wait. Right. So uh, then, there, and then there's always some discussions in the band, you know, whether. You know, and some people want to, you know, sacrifice more for a project and, and bleed a little bit, you know, mm. uh, uh, to to get to the next level. Um, yeah. I've done that too a few times, but the, the older I got, the, the more important uh, it became, you know, or it yeah. got to be like, to be uh, productive, be a constructive guy who's, who's working, you know, keeping your support, your family, keeping everything together
1: <laughs> All right. so so I mean it's,
2: and the times we live in I guess is the same a lot of uh, a lot of uh, things always hanging in the air and I think people are now getting used to the fact that you just have to work you know and you have mm-hmm. to be on top of the case every year you can't just uh, can't just wait to, to you know be to, to, like a martyr thinking that uh, this one ban will be the new Pink Floyd or whatever, people <laughs> you know, yeah, right. you want to, you know, uh, right. it, it, it's kind of like a, a surreal thing. You know, you have to be realistic, and uh, and if you want to make a living and uh, have a good career, you you just got to work. And you got to right. keep keep the flow.
1: Is that yeah, what happened? So, with, um, yeah. Was it? What was that?
2: Sorry, no. Oh, that I'm you just said that's that's oh. that's all. You know, oh. It's know Yeah. <laughs>
1: is that what uh, I guess what happened to, with the uh, master plan with you leaving?
2: Yeah, that was that was more the, the music uh, style mm. and the direction of the band because uh, since the first uh, record did so well mm. um and uh, mm. the second one that did uh, also pretty pretty good but uh, it sold less than the first one.
1: Yeah, really. And uh,
2: oh. and then yeah, and then uh, yeah, there's a record called Aeronautics. Uh, yeah. It was a, still a great record, but uh, something happened with that record that uh, that made uh, the record company ask for, uh, you know, um, uh, a different approach. At the same time, yeah. you had a couple of guys in the band, you know, who came from another uh, another band, which the German was the German band Halloween. Yeah.
1: Are uh, you a and, fan uh, of you know, uh, Halloween?
2: No, not not really, you know, it's, I never was uh, into that style. But, you know, I'm, I'm a good friend with Michael Kiske and, you know, he was, we were touring together. With right. good, good, I think,
1: good thing you said that because they're my favorite band and if you didn't, oh, uh, yeah, you know yeah. Kiske hey, no, now, so, uh, all right, you're all right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: He's, he's, a good, he's a good guy, you know, so, and then we had a lot of fun together. So, um, I really like him and we were both big Elvis fans, you know, right. and we we were uh, singing Elvis, uh, In the bus and everywhere, Mm. always uh, suddenly there would be like a. At the end of the tour, we had like great duets backstage with second harmonies, you know, Elvis stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it was a
2: laugh. We had fun on that tour, Uh, but the the thing is, um, the thing is, uh, you know, when someone wants to go more power metal, you know, and the record Mm -hmm. company wants to ask or ask you to think about uh, a certain formula. Then uh, that's where I went off track with it, you know. I just yeah. I was totally against it. I I just said to everyone that the reason why we had the magic we had you now in the in the full of first couple of records, regardless of, uh, of if the sales were less on the second one or not, you know, it was uh, still pretty. Uh, it sold pretty well, yeah. so uh, still good, you know, and and. and, and and so I just realized that uh, it's not my cup of tea, you know, to 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 go towards a more uh, power metal, right. clean, pure power metal um, uh, direction. Uh, mm-hmm. It was not really where I wanted to go, and and I felt that the elements we had on several of the other songs, you know, so many great songs on yeah. on those records, and. Uh, they have nothing to do with power metal really right uh, i mean you might have certain songs that you know with the fast uh, double bass drums and uh, which has even some of them with with this little i would say like uh, uh influence from i mean because of Roland and Uli mm-hmm. yeah. and from Erlangen so uh, but is like some some songs you know well, the first one you yeah, have like kind hearted light isn't it's one song and you have a, Heroes, which was the duet I did with Michael Kiske for, for the first record. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so the, the thing is, uh, stuff that that's related to power metal, but the majority of the music was not really power metal.
1: Right. It was yeah. and I think that's extra- why I liked about it because I went away from that.
2: Yeah. So it, it's more experimental, uh, you know, uh, metal or heavy rock, or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, but. The, uh, and a very b- big sounding and, and you know progressive and uh, melodic so i i, I think uh, um yeah i think that's that's what I wanted to do again you know I just wanted to develop that style in a natural way like like a proper band, a yeah. band that just writes together the singer uh, you know works freely with the with the compositions and you you throw everything together and and you have a special chemistry, mm. but to the second you're gonna like uh, pick uh, pick out everything that or remove everything that's uh, there because you're gonna follow a certain uh, recipe then uh, or formula then then I'm kind of I'm off track so you yeah. know? and that's so, what I said I'm, I'm I'm not do I'm not doing a third one uh, uh, because of those reasons and it was not because we were having any issue or I was difficult to work with, or they were being difficult or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was just the, the direction of the music, basically um, the wish from, or the kind of like the wish from them and from, from um, the record company that they wanted to, to change the direction. Uh, and they were just believing, uh, strongly believing that the first record sold well because of the faster power metal songs on the album. Oh, and uh and and uh and i uh, i thought that you know this is not the main issue right yeah. i'm sure i'm sure that uh, even even if we played songs uh, if, even if the whole record would be uh, you know slower tempos and you know not the same uh, uh fast uh, stuff going on with the drums there and this typical power metal direction then i think still the records would probably have done well, because of the combo of right. people working together, that's the chemistry. <clears yeah, <clears <throat> like yeah, we've definitely. seen, in the, like we've seen in the past with the other bands, something mm. happens. It's it's like when Kerry Livergren uh, works with Steve Walsh and the mm. uh, you know rest of the guys from Kansas. You know, mm. then something happens, um, right. and they're all great. They're all great individually, but something happens, and I think. I don't think it's because they decide a certain style. It just that's the style that <laughs> they become when they right. join forces, and uh, it's, that's the way it should be. Right. Yeah. So that's why. and uh, when uh, I did this uh, third record in two thousand and ten, when we decided to do a comeback uh, record, kind of uh, with the master plan, then it was uh, well, we 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 didn't have uh, Uli anymore, but we we had the Mike Tirana for yeah. that record, but uh, uh, for the drums, but um, that's also a good record. But for that record, we found back to that um, uh, creative freedom where where I just did what I felt like doing. And, you know, they would sometimes, or Roland would sometimes be picky when we were working in the studio. studios. Ah, I don't like that. I don't like that. So sometimes yeah. I would uh, do change stuff and I would say the same to him uh, I think you play too much fast stuff you should play more open riffs or whatever you know so yeah. it sounds more powerful or <laughs> uh, right. yeah so we had this going back and forth thing which is how it should be you know in a band right. and then uh, again I think the result was really great and uh, and uh, we achieved something special so mm-hmm. uh, the reason again for, for and when I did that record I didn't Really join the band again to be oh, a really? permanent member, you know. I just we agreed oh. uh, to do a record, and so it was. A, you could say it was something that we needed to do because we never did the third record that we really were supposed to do back in the day, you know. And then it was kind of like a
1: what happened? Yeah, um, I
2: a company from Roland, yeah.
1: <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, do you know what happened to the the guy who took the third album that they did without you? What happened with him? I don't, I don't know. Used to be with um,
2: uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. To be honest, I, um, I, um, I just know they did the record and uh, that's it. You know, I remember I saw the I saw the single or like yeah. the video from the song on YouTube and that's all. And, uh, I never listened to the album except for oh, a couple no. of songs. <laughs> couple, you don't want to check songs. it out? I, no. I, well, I, I listened to a couple of songs and after listening to a couple of songs, you know, the single there and then there was some uplo- upload from the record, listen to that. Uh, and, uh, um, and it was kind of like, okay, I can hear the master plan and stuff kind of in, in there. And uh, uh, the singer so was a good singer. So it was all, mm. all good. But the, uh, it was kind of in the same uh, uh, formula that uh, I expected, to be honest, and uh, it was a little bit more, more in the power metal direc- direction than uh, you know, the, which was uh, something I didn't want from the beginning. So, right. so uh, that's what I discovered, and uh, you know, quality was of course there, all good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I was on a different. I mean, it's obvious when you. When you record a song like, uh, you know, uh, Hotel California, New York Minute, or you do like a cover song, or you, or, uh, 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 you choose or Lonely Nights from the new record. When you record stuff like that, with that type of uh, more classic rock uh, oriented arrangement, um, yeah. you, it's kind of obvious that, I, that I'm not really into the, yeah, the
3: that Howard kind
2: of Mazepan uh, yeah. style no no i mean some of it yes but uh i mean i'm, I'm more into songs like back for my life or bleeding eyes which is a track right. with uh, the song that was a bonus track which was um it's called, it's called uh, love is a rock which right. was on the maxi single which is a really great song uh, i'm more into stuff like that which uh, crosses more over to 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 more classic heavy rock right yeah but that's yeah, yeah, you know, because they play it, you know, because Roland plays more experimental there, and he has his sound and doing his thing. Yeah. Uh, the drumming is more, uh, more, uh, I would say, like progressive and experimental, fast, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, it, it's not really. I mean, Master Plum was never a band with a groovy, heavy drummer. You know, It was more right. the, the more. Uh, up tempo, f- faster players, and, uh, and with a lot of double bass drums, and so it's kind of obvious uh, when you listen to some of the Yawn stuff. Yeah. You, know, you know that if I wanted to do something similar to a master plan, I would, you know, easily do it. That because that that's a matter of uh, you know working with a certain type of musician. You know, no. working with a guitar player coming from the more uh, modern mm-hmm. metal scene, you know, that would probably change the sound of the, the own records a lot. Right. You saw we saw a little bit of that maybe on the mm-hmm. earlier records when I had like um uh Jan Axel Hellhammer Blomberg mm-hmm. on drums for the World Changer album, for example, which he right, yep. plays great mm-hmm. on that record. Right. But you know, uh but he but I mean he usually plays with, with with black metal bands, you know, and right, yeah. in AM and it, yeah, so um,
1: that's good that uh, uh, yeah. you know musicians can you know switch to different things like that, you know. Even does, yeah. does black metal and he switches to regular. Songs. That's good. That's I
2: like that. Yeah, it, it was kind of cool, well, but maybe that's that's cont- contributed to make that record uh, a bit different and maybe right. a little bit a good album. I like that album. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, mate. Well, yeah. it's and the same thing with the El Termination record when we had the. Um, Stian Kristoffersen from uh, Pagan's Mind, the Norwegian prog metal band, and uh, mm-hmm. we had uh, him playing drums, you know, and th- that kind of also um, changed the whole thing a little bit. So, And then when you add the progressive guitarist on top of that, like we had the uh, you Non-Vigo know, stuff also from Pagan's Mind for that record, you can mm-hmm. hear, he's a, great, he's a great guitar player, you oh, can yeah. hear that some of those classic songs... You know, a song like "A Young Forever," for example, or "Living with Wolves." Uh, right. Some of those songs—it's obvious that they would have been perfect for, for example, Francesco Giovino, or my old drummer Willie Ben Dixon, or right. you know, a drummer from the old school, uh, groovy style. You know, so, right, yeah. or, or or with the groovy style. So. um it's just that uh, maybe it would have been a little bit more uh, obvious with those type of drummers, but uh, I think uh, I think the songs would have uh, also been great with the original classic sound that uh, that these uh, or that I thought about from the beginning, because from the beginning the songs were written for, for or with a more heavy grooving uh, drummer in mind. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it, and then you know things changed along the way, and you know you meet people, and you, you, you someone suggests someone to you, and this was also the the beginning of of, of my solo career, kind of, because I started doing these own records a bit on the mm. side from the beginning, and then right. So and at the same time, it was um, a lot of focus on uh, moving away from the seventies, eighties sound. Mm-hmm. and the fact that i came from or from that old school you know era and and wrote songs a little bit in that style it, it, it kind of was a was a thought i had you know that maybe it's smart to to choose some different musicians now to to make get some different colors and input in these more traditional songs you know because the way i write is kind of a, you know, it's traditional in the sense that um, I'm not doing a lot of freaky stuff. You know, mm-hmm. all the time. Maybe I do a song that's different. Like you have an element here and there on a master Masterplan record or Arc or Beyond Twilight, where I change my voice, maybe
3: mm-hmm.
2: singing here no. or dark or some chameleon thing going on in some <laughs> songs, uh, or for some songs, but the. I, I think you know it's uh, it was uh, it was a good uh, thing for the time you know to to get some of these more modern musicians you know to get the, the different color so but now I'm back to the old school thing uh, again you know because that's where my heart is to be honest yeah.
1: yeah I can tell you're definitely more comfortable in this in this uh, what you're doing now
2: oh, well thank you man
1: well it's uh, I mean it's all.
2: Depends on the, where you are in life, so I'm, I'm not so into experimenting now, and I've tried a lot of uh, new metal stuff, working yeah. with various people. So it's uh, yeah.
1: How would you get involved with the Avantasia thing? Because that's that's a huge, big ordeal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Well, that's again something. It's like a new thing, which I don't I don't really connect with the music at all, except for some songs. Oh, really? the songs or the, some doing. Yeah, of mm. course. I connect with like the verses for Scarecrow, or the powerful okay. uh, bits I'm singing. Uh, yeah. I like some of the sections I'm singing for, like this uh, new song, uh, The Raven, uh, Raven Child. Um,
1: oh, your phone's cutting out. Well, adaptation.
2: That's where we. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's um, it's a kind of a, it's an original project. It's. Uh, yeah. And kind a of unique project, and, uh, and uh, it's not. You can't call it. Can't really call it a band because it's uh, more like a group of musicians and right. almost like rock opera. It's kind of like a rock opera, but it's not. You know, it's kind of.
1: It's almost, <laughs> like, like, a, it's almost like a circus.
2: <laughs> yeah, like a circus. It's a bit like um, it's something in between. I think it's 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 like something. It's like a bat out of hell meet Love Jim Steinman right. thing meets. Yep. Uh, some uh, some opera <laughs> or uh-huh. something. Right. Yeah. So it's um, um, yeah, something in between there. Uh, but but I, it, so I, I like the whole idea, and I you know Toby is is a great guy to work with, and uh, and when he writes stuff, uh, it's kind of like a, like it's just natural.
1: Mm. Uh,
2: what he writes, it fits fits me perfectly, and if it it's anyone who, who you know who joins that project you know t- I mean when you listen to the stuff that Jeff sings mm-hmm. uh, or I mean it sounds like uh, sounds like it's something he wrote with Queen's Reich or something that right. he would do, do himself for a solo record or something you know it it's a it's really really uh, special. Uh, mm. Talent that Toby has for doing that. I mean, if listen to the Toy Master
1: that he wrote oh, yeah. for,
2: uh, for Alice, Alice Cooper, Cooper. yeah, I man. I mean, it sounds like something that Alice would have done, you know. Right. Yeah. himself. So it's very, very unique the way he's thinking with this and how he's able to come across with this, with this, with, this, with songs that sound so much like people did it themselves, you know. so mm. very special. So he has some talent there. Um, so I'm thinking. I always said to 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 my wife here that uh, when we're talking about stuff, that uh, maybe if I have a hard time writing stuff for the future, maybe I could just get Toby to write stuff because he will, <laughs> he will probably just write the, the right songs that fits perfectly, right. with, uh, you know, the the Yorn style. <laughs> That's what, yeah. He would just tune in on that, and he would just check out, <laughs> my, check, check out my work. Well, he already did, but so he knows what it's all about. So, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, the reason why he works with the people he works with, you know, and uh, f- for these uh, tours and these records, is basically because he was—he's a bit younger than us, and he was mm-hmm. a—he was a big fan.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: From the, from the beginning, he always like He was a fan of a lot of his, like, stuff, Masterpad stuff, um, mm-hmm. stuff I did. Uh, stuff. He was a fan of uh, Queen's Reich and Jeff's stuff, Bob Catley and Magnum, oh. uh, Mister Big with Eric yeah. Martin. It was, you know, Halloween with stuff with uh, Michael Kiske. So it, it was always a big fan. The Scorpions when he had, I mean, Alice Cooper, everything. Oh, yeah. uh, he, Eric Singer he got to play drums for for, for the re- one of the records there, uh, yeah. or was it two two records? I'm, I don't remember.
1: Uh, but it might uh, to it, yeah
2: yeah uh, but, but uh it's kind of like uh, you know he's been uh, you know working uh, towards uh, getting you know to work with some of the people he he really enjoyed listening to himself you know so yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, and uh so and that's the cool thing with Toby he's very clever with everything he's doing and he's, he's working very hard uh, to to get the business right and to make everything work here. And uh, thanks to him, you know, (laughs) this is possible. So that's, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all kudos to him for that. Because, you know, it's not for everyone to to make something like this this happen. So that's Mm -hmm. a special, uh, not just a special talent, but it's also, uh, uh, you know, a lot of work. And uh, it's not for everyone to, to, to do that. And he invested a lot of time and money into this. You know, for in sections of, of of his career when he was younger, he invested also money that he didn't have. You know,
1: mm. it yeah.
2: it was a it was a big risk. He took a lot of risks with this, and uh, uh, you know, because he just wanted to live the dream. I want this to happen. You know, okay. and, uh, and uh, so that, that's something to respect him uh, We respect him a lot for, and uh, and of course, it's also very um, comfortable for us. To go out of our other box, you know, and uh, hmm. um, and, and and go on the road and do this. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's also very, um, uh, I would say, satisfying. Not to have to uh, do a lot of stuff yourself all the time. You can actually focus mostly on the performance, you know, going on stage, and you know, it's like the the shit shower and shave thing. <laughs> you can <laughs> right. Uh... It, You don't really have to uh, worry about anything else. And of course, I know uh, Toby has a lot of stuff stuff to worry about because he has to answer to everything. Right. Even though, you know, you have a tour manager and you have the agency there and, you know, there's people to do that job. But, uh, um, but still, you know, he's the guy who has to answer yes or no to any problem or, if something happens, there's delays or you have to change something with the flights, extra costs, everything mm. that that happens. You know, if it's the backline equipment, every time there's a complication uh, you know, with the promoters or you know, or as we tour, mm. it's uh, he has to always uh, answer yes or no to those questions and find oh, them. It has to do with, you know, it has to do with making the calculations work, you know, for the budget for the, uh, so that you don't have any surprises, and uh, right. that will uh, dis- destroy the whole thing. Because even though people sometimes think that, oh, this is so big now, they make so much money, you know, and blah blah blah, you know, this is mm-hmm. the way most people think. But it's not always like this. Right. It's, uh, yeah, it's good business, but it's only good business if you take care of all these things. If no. the, the, the second you start, um, you know, having problems with the things that don't work, you know, you suddenly lose a lot of money. and no. uh, So, and, and, you know, it, it costs a lot of money to, to, I mean, just to pay everybody. I mean, with 32 people. I could imagine,
1: yeah.
2: Like 32 people on the road. Wow. Uh, everybody gets
1: along when you're all together, I would imagine, right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, for... For
2: the tours in Europe, you have like all the trucks, you know, right. and then the, the tour buses. And uh, so it's, uh, it's not, it doesn't come cheap. And, uh, you know, mm. uh, Toby takes a lot of risk when he does this. Uh, um, right. And together with the agencies and, and uh, AC, our tour manager, who's a great tour manager, great guy. He used right. to be a drummer himself when he was young uh, in the 80s. Uh, and and um, yeah, then he ended up as a as a tour manager, and then now he's part owner of a, an agency in Germany called Nine Lives Entertainment. He okay. also work, works with something called All Access, okay, uh, which is another agency, which is where he came from originally. But then uh, they started another company, and so on. So it's a so oh,
1: not again. yeah i know it's my fault yeah i'm a bad guy yeah
2: (laughs) uh, if we if we cut off again then uh, yeah just Um, uh, try yeah (laughs) yeah. try again yeah Uh, yeah
1: Yeah, i won't keep it too much no but you know
2: there's a great bunch of people uh, to work with there and um, you know respect each other and and, yeah we have a lot of fun uh, and uh it's, um, you know, not always my style, all the songs. But then again, I don't sing all the songs either. So I'm just on the side sometimes looking at, the, at some of the other guys. And, you know, when I hear Kis- Kiske or I hear Jeff or somebody mm-hmm. who's on tour and I, I just hear those those notes and I see Felix, <laughs> who's a mon- monstrous drummer, plays oh, so awesome. Pop. Yeah, so and, uh,
1: when he came through here with Ed Guy, uh, just years, years ago, um, mm-hmm. and they would have a drum solo in the middle of their show, and uh, he would do one of the songs from Star Wars and he would drum to that, and it, it was awesome, blew my mind. <laughs> I'm a drummer too, so he's a he's a, he's a big influence on me too because he's, he's really good,
2: yeah. yeah. No, I, I like, I like, I like everybody in that band, you know, and you know, guys that don't really get always too much um, attention, like uh, Miro. Who plays uh-huh. the keyboards? He, I mean, okay. all the or- orchestration, everything that you hear on every Avantasia song—it's, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's him. You know, he he's he's he's, he's, he's such a um, genius with uh, with arrangements. You know, classical music—he knows it all. He's a yeah. very skilled guy. You know. Um, yeah. So, so everything that's arranged and played and you know it's it's done by him for those songs. And without him, you know the, these songs would never even be close to what they sound like. Nah. Those
1: His so, guitar player is good too. Um, I can't even think of his name right now because he used to yeah, be in...
2: Sa- um, Sasha, Sasha Pett yes. and, uh, yep. and Ollie, Oliver Hartmann. Mm-hmm. Both, both both of them are great players and uh, very nice guys and. Uh, uh, it's it's cool because they have two different styles. You know, Oli he has a kind of like a he has some mixture of a heavy metal style, and the same time you get a little bit Neil Sean, hey. Journey uh, kind of uh, elements in his playing. Um, and the Sasha is uh he's more uh, rock and roll again in mm-hmm. his playing. It's not so. Defined in, like uh, yeah, but because he's a German, he's defined in that sense. He's structured and <laughs> kind yeah. of uh, accurate, but um, yeah. which is a German thing anyway. But um, yeah. since the war, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, no. Let's let's not go into that. But um, <laughs> um, but I mean, I guess in general, it's a German thing, you know, engineering. Yeah. Everything yep. the German thing is very is usually very solid, and they're they're very picky with the details and making mm. sure everything is uh, accurate and solid. So uh, German concrete is is always uh, <laughs> strong, you know, stronger mm. than the other concrete buildings in the world. You know, <laughs> at least at, at some point in time, they they were, you know. Yeah every a german would build uh, like there would be like triple uh, triple uh, iron stuff in the walls it would be like oh, wow. two three times thicker than other uh, concrete uh, walls you know mm. the, wow. everything is it's a typical thing that the concrete would be stronger than you know other concrete buildings you know
3: mm. and and,
2: and uh, it's you know it's this kind of a uh, bunker uh, <laughs> going on. And uh, well, we have a lot of those here everywhere right. in the, well, yeah. Maybe not so much in Sweden because they were neutral during like the second world war and stuff. But in Norway, mm-hmm. in Norway, we have uh, a lot of stuff and all over Europe, there's a lot of uh, still uh, stuff from, from that and still stands uh, strong right. and it's so solid and, um, so yeah, but I think this uh, is something that uh, regardless of uh, if in I mean it's nothing to do it's like they say in Monte Python and don't mention the war stuff and all that, so it's making fun of that. Um <laughs> but 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 it's uh, <laughs> there's you know it's there's something uh, positive with this which means that you know if you look at the, the, the in the music for example, the the business aspect of everything, and the quality level of things. Uh, you know, it's solid yeah. Yeah. Uh, work. What they present, so you know, everything they do is well, yeah. well uh, crafted, mm. you know, and well planned. And that's why it's o- always, in most cases, very, very uh, safe to work with a German band, for example, or if you're you work with a German agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, or a record company. Sometimes, they, you know, they they might be even too picky and, on things. But in the end, you realize that because of of this uh, pickiness mm-hmm. with the details and making sure everything is right, it, you don't have any surprises or unexpected right. uh, prob- problems. So um, yeah.
1: Yeah, and they uh, they make that band work. You know, all the different people in there. It's 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 good. Very good stuff. Um, getting back to uh, Aventasia and uh, with uh, Jeff Tate, actually, Do you, okay. did he ever you ever talk to him about him uh, with anything that happened with Queensrÿch or anything like that? Um,
2: no, really. I mean, he he he, he seems happy with uh, yeah. where he's at, and you know, he has his plans and uh, seems to be content with them.
1: Uh, Were you a Queensrÿch fan?
2: Um, yeah I, well i I got the record like the Empire album and stuff so I had like a couple of Queen's queensright albums uh, then I was a fan of those Just uh, used to listen to those a lot in the car yeah. um, so uh, of course i mean uh, most of people in in metal and in my from my generation would uh would uh, know that record when it came out you know if you were it into the into the the music or in the business. Uh, like late eighties, early nineties. You, I mean, how could you not? You know, right. how, how yeah. could you miss, miss that record? So, um, so uh, you know, some great songs on that, uh, especially that record that I, I liked a lot. So, yeah, and and, and uh, but I, I don't think Jeff is uh, having any problem with the. Would the, the hope where, right where he's at now and you know you're looking at, at Queen's right I think he's very happy with what he's doing and he, he wants to play sometimes he will, he's doing some other stuff and uh, and uh, yeah I mean he, he's been around so it's kind of uh, although I think it's sometimes good to to, to break out and yeah uh, do something different uh, and I think it doesn't always have to do uh, with the, with 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 the the bands, you know that the band was not, you know, special. Or mm. of course it was special. They were all special. But the uh, um, the lineup was, you know, important and all that. But uh, you know, it, it, people go different directions. And uh, if you feel that you need to break out, and if you have a, you know, if you have discussions on something or you disagree, then. You know, you you just sometimes decide it's better. You're better off uh, doing something else. Right. Easy. I don't see any strange thing with that, and I think this goes for most people in the business. You know, usually it's it's it's, it's the money that brings some of the bands back. In many right. cases, yeah. if the band had a lot of success and you know in the world or the business side to it, you know. Uh, uh, wants it, you know, or brings it back. Yeah, of course. There, you know that that's usually the, the business is the the, the, the main reason yeah. uh, in many cases. So uh, yeah. So and, and and some bands were maybe not always uh, uh, on the on the on the level that. Uh, you know, gives them the opportunity to 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 make any good business uh, by doing a reunion. Mm. So, uh, some bands will do it for the money. Other bands uh, just won't do it because uh, it's not really worth it. You know. All right. So, um. Yeah. So um, I think that's the case with the with the, with the, with the many bands. Only the the oldest, biggest bands that. Uh, that we know they they do comeback tours or they do a record again and it's usually based around the money. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Of course, of course. It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody has to live, you know, so yeah. what do you, you know? It's all yeah. can't really turn that down. Um and you did you did uh, when uh, Ronnie James Dio passed away, you did a reunion thing with um Heaven and Hell, I guess doing like a little tribute for uh Dio yeah well yeah it was that was
2: uh it was uh you know sad uh uh occasion and uh mm-hmm. but it was at the same time a great thing to do and i'm, I'm uh, you know honored i was asked to do that mm-hmm. uh, you know um, of course yeah
1: deal was a huge influence on you did you ever get to meet deal yeah
2: sure when i when i did uh uh, helped uh, in various out with a tour in the U. Well, a couple of tours actually in the U.S. Mm-hmm. One of the tours was uh, like a double bill thing.
1: Okay. Uh,
2: with Dio, so that was the Magica tour that Dio did.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we were touring in the U.S. with that, and uh, so I mean, yeah, we you know, of course, I was I was a big fan. I asked him some questions you know, when we were on the road there at the you know hotel bar and stuff like that. Mm. He, he had his Irish coffee or you know. <laughs> I would ask questions and, and uh, um, yeah so, uh, yeah I mean we we were like a month or so on the road so it was uh, you know you, you saw the guys every day so yeah. uh, of course we didn't you know hang out all the time but the uh, it was great because you know wherever we played, and there was a gallery. You know, sometimes uh, Ronnie and Jimmy would uh, would go would be there. You know, and when we were because we were playing before before them for those shows, and and it was um, and they were like there earlier, so they would would be listening to the last three songs or so, and yeah. that was it was great because. Uh, I was mean, a big fan. It meant a lot to me, and he, he gave a lot of compliments. And he was uh, such a kind uh, and uh, you know generous man. Uh, and, uh, I remember he walked through the hall on uh, the last uh, day of the show. Uh, he saw me leaving with my bag, you know, and at the end of the hall, and he was on stage surrounded by a lot of uh, people, or like from his band or crew or whatever it was. Uh, and he saw me there uh, from stage, and he came, came like through the hole mm. with his arms open, and he gave me a big hug and, and to say goodbye. And say, "Ah, yeah, Yorn, you're not leaving without saying goodbye." <laughs> and uh, that was, uh, you know, stuff like this. that shows uh, how much he, you know, how much of a uh, gentleman he was, and um, you know how much he, he cared for other people. He didn't want anyone to feel like, you know, something was not right. So And he understood, you know, everything. Right. So yeah. he knew that, uh, you know, and he he, he uh, gave me a lot of uh, compliments and he, he answered some of my questions, you know, about stuff I, I was, you know, curious about, which helped me a lot in my own decisions uh, for the future. Right. We you know. To do how to how to proceed with the thing you know uh, business uh, situation and what should i do should you know should i let people get away with this or that or you know stuff that um, that i asked him you know, what did you do when you left rainbow how, and what happened after black sabbath uh, how you know and did you do well? Did you make a lot of money, or you know, were you broke, or uh, how did you go about with everything? So I got to ask questions around those themes, you know, and uh, which really helped me a lot. Uh, and I realized that okay, this is how it actually worked for 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 him, you know, and and all my friends and people in the business would think, you know, that when I, you know, they would think totally. Opposite from what I've learned from Ronnie, you know. Mm. They would say that Ronnie was in a total different place when I knew he was in another place, you know, that he was more grounded and down to earth and I knew he was working hard at the time when he, I also know that, you know, he told me about stuff, you know. So, you know, he and Wendy had to you move out of L.A. because it was, you know, hard times and stuff like Mm. that, you know. So you know, and uh, that helped me a lot to understand at the time you know that okay its it's not just glamorous, everything it, it, <laughs> we really just have to follow the heart and go for it and uh, you know, when you do when you do that in the end you will um, you know hard work will take you All right to where you're supposed to you know so yeah, yeah great, great guy, and um, I think you know he he changed so many people, even people that never met him, and just from what he's he did and uh, just from releasing the records and you know playing shows, he changed a lot of people's lives and he what, still was, the, does.
1: Uh, what was the best advice he gave you
2: no, I mean it was just uh, in principle to be a good guy, you know respect other people and uh Which um, I already did from the past in a way, but you know, it really made me think more about. You know, I mean, we're all political in some ways. You grow up and you think you're going to do things politically correct for the time you know you live in, uh, the trends, or you know, you want you want to you know land a good deal for yourself, you know, with the record companies, and you know, we all want to strive for for some kind of Success in in some ways, you know, and uh, at least if you're if you're a hungry musician, you know really, you know, looking for a career that you know we all do do that. So, right. so I think you know after, I think after two thousand two thousand and one when I, when I did that tour and uh, meeting uh, Ronnie in person and and you know it it, it it changed my whole view on a lot of things. You know? mm. Also became a much bigger fan of his uh, after that. Mm-hmm. So because um, so I was a big fan before, but after meeting the person and yeah. you know seeing you know discovering how great he was, and and how normal he was, you mm-hmm. know, it was, um, it, was a, it was a little bit of everything. You know, it was kind of like. A, a, you know, hard to describe. He was a, a magic character. No. Yeah, you
1: know? well, that's what he always sang about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it was just uh,
2: not, not nothing in particular, except uh, f- you know, follow, follow your intuition and uh, and uh, don't let anybody uh, tell you what to do, basically, no. and, re- and respect other people. Be nice. Be a nice, nice guy. Yeah. And so it's, it's not. Really, more complicated than that. <laughs> so, of course,
1: we all know we have to be focused and work hard. But, you know, right, that's obvious. Yeah. yeah. Now, how come the uh, the Ingvae Malmsteen thing didn't work out with you? No, no. I, um, I, I was just uh, you know helping uh, Ingvae out with that.
2: Uh, well, first it was one tour, and then there right. was another one because his former singer had left the band. Yeah. Uh, Mark Bowles Yeah. Uh, had left and. Um, so, basically, that's what that was all about. and uh, Yeah, and it didn't really, you know... At first, it was all good, and, you know... I mean, he's he's from Sweden, so, I mean, I could talk to him <laughs> and stuff. So, we were kind of on the same page with that. But, but um, uh, yeah, but eventually, you know, it, it kind of uh, changed along the way, you know. So, there was a lot of stuff going on there, which was not really... Not good stuff um mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of uh, you know disrespect within the whole organization there and uh, going on which is, i guess I was the one who who brought subjects to the table when uh, most of the people didn't say anything you know so mm. i guess i was the uh, I was taking all the <laughs> heat for it right yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. so that must be my uh, nordic uh, blood you know. It's <laughs> a uh, um, you know it's a Viking it's a Viking Viking thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know if there's a lot of bullshit going on, you just want to address the problem, right? And right. Uh, and I, you know I guess I was the one who who did that, and uh, right. so I was the one to 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 take the heat for it. And um, so yeah. I, you know, it didn't work out. In the end, there was a lot of I wouldn't say soap opera going on. There was uh, in the end we had like. Uh, there were police, and uh, there were there was uh, we were arrested, and there was a lot of stuff well, going on there that people don't know. <laughs> about. Yeah, oh, well, you got to give us something now. Come uh, on, <laughs> tell you story. One day I'll tell you the detailed story through some kind of uh, uh, maybe a biography or something, which is is I mean, isn't that typical? People write the book yes. or something, and then mm-hmm. pretty much. I mean, oh, you wrote... actually went down there. I guess I'll I'll get to that same uh, <laughs> same point uh, maybe someday. I have a lot of stories to tell. So it, right. it might right. be interesting to some.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it would be. you didn't bring him a box of donuts yeah. and apologize to him. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm not really. I was,
2: I had nothing really to apologize for. I think you know, and uh, 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 in general, I think maybe it should be the other way around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, right. uh, so uh yeah, I still still owes it. Still owes me a lot of money. So if you're no. gonna start with that, then we can <laughs> then we mm. can go in that direction. But uh, and, uh, you know, I'm a I'm i I'm a guy who's kind of like you know, I just move on. I right. don't right. I don't hold any grudge to, to, yeah. towards the past. I always also believe that. Uh, you know, people uh, sometimes change, you know, and, and uh, you can't really uh, see someone as a bad seed for the rest of your life, you know. Right. Of course, there are examples where people never changed, of course, but I think it's a healthy thing to believe that, uh, you know, that was what happened back then, and it was a nasty thing, it wasn't good. Um, you no. Know, now that's a long time ago, and um, right. you just moved on, and uh, you're on different places, you know, today. And uh, I wish every every everyone uh, you know good luck with everything and uh, good health and all that. You know, it's just that sometimes you don't want to have some someone in in your tea, you know. <laughs>
1: you know? <laughs> that's always the best that. way because you don't know what the other people are going. Yeah, to yeah at and, the time okay, and, and
2: you, you never know, and you never know what what. Uh, you never know what, what happens uh, with people, you know, in the future. So, right,
1: yeah, exactly. You don't want to sever any ties, just I mean, in case, I met, you know?
2: I met people that uh, I, you know, I met people that I would never want to see again in my life. <laughs> and, and then I've met them now, like, uh, even uh, not long ago, I met somebody, and, and it was a guy which I never really liked, and he did a lot of... Uh, Bad things mm-hmm. uh, uh, to me uh, in the past, and oh, really? and suddenly it was it was suddenly it was totally different. You know, oh, he, wow. he actually he actually you know came and you know wanted to talk to me. And said oh, he was sorry for everything in the past, and he wanted everything <laughs> to be you know. And he he actually took a lot of self criticism for a lot of things, and he was you know such a sweet guy. Mm. And he, you know, he had gone through problems with things, his health. He had mm-hmm. had, you know, had like a lot of uh, issues and you know stuff that changed his life, you know. And yeah. he he actually just did, did everything. He said I was totally just in a different mindset right. and my, my, I was I was not the same guy right. then yeah. as yeah. I am now. And he and he said I'm very sorry for what I did. And all this stuff, you know, so and and how can you not forgive somebody when they come to you like that, right but, yeah, That's... it's kind of like, okay, that was that this is now, and I was you know after that, I was really happy,, yeah. I felt great to see him and good for him, and you know, and I'm happy that he came, yeah, so
1: forgive and forget, yeah, so forgive and forget, yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> who, who was this guy? Give us an insight. <laughs> who was it? Nah, nah, <laughs> nah, who was it? Yeah, you never know.
2: That's going to be the big uh, issue. No, that's now, another, another part of like the book. <laughs> there's always the uh, people like this, you know, whether it's a she or a uh, he, you know, that you meet and watch. That, uh, it doesn't have to be serious stuff. It could just be stuff, even even stuff from back from the, the school days, you know, people mm-hmm. that you remember. In class, that there's always somebody we, 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 you you didn't you know get along with, and you meet meet that person again, and you know it's you realize that you know now you're totally on the same page, and you drink a beer together. So happy that you met again, you know. So, but but you know when you went to school (laughs) back then, it was maybe uh, not not the same situation. You would. you maybe hated the guy, you know.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, so, I had plenty of those people. And yeah, true it's true. You know, you meet yeah. them later Just, on in life and they change. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess we all have other situations, so
1: yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah that's life. Yeah, that is life. All the people Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, yeah. Did Alan and, uh, you did the Allen and you did the the album with uh, Russell Allen. Uh with you and, and Russell yeah. Allen. And you did the last, the last one you did. You did with with uh, Timo Tulki.
2: Yeah, which was basically the record company. Who I mean, that project was uh, from the beginning an idea put together Mm. by Frontiers Records and uh, um, uh, something that you know me and Russell. We were asked uh, if we wanted to do a project together, and so this was not something that we put together from the beginning. Was just. uh, an idea that was uh, brought to the table, you know, and, uh, and, you know, and Magnus uh, from Sweden is a good songwriter, a good guitar player. And uh, yeah, so it was kind of, uh, uh, we just said yes to do it. And um, so we ended up, we were supposed to do one record and then we ended up doing four. So yeah. Um, even so after had- the second, I thought we would never do a third one. But then like, oh, I said really? yes again. Rus- Russell said yes again, and then yeah. So yeah, I guess it was.
1: Uh, so how did it get uh, to a the fourth, fourth
2: one? one we- <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. The, the fourth one was actually something we didn't want to do, or I didn't want to do it, to be honest. But uh, oh. uh, then they, you know, they kind of persuaded me to do it, and I mm. did, did it, uh, and, uh, yeah, there was um, a yeah, sort of few good tracks on it, you know, and, uh, but, um, you know, it's like when you do something over and over, and it's, it's a very, it, it sometimes can become a very, very stereotype, uh, oh, yeah. uh, typ- typical kind of thing, when you, when you repeat when you repeat the same formula over and over mm. you sometimes end up with the quality in the right. end that regardless of how great you play or sing maybe the songs are kind of like variations of the first couple of records you did but maybe not as strong material mm-hmm. uh, or similar but so, so so it's not really doing much for you personally yeah. It's not interesting in the same way anymore. You start thinking about you know the, the other couple of records, and uh, that song reminds me of that song, and this one, this ballad reminds me of the ballad off of the second album. And yeah. but this ballad's not as—I don't think this is as good as the one we did two albums ago. And uh, yeah. so start thinking in terms like that, and then it gets to be you know just. For the sake of, of getting paid,
1: you know. Right. Yeah. How was it? Um, but, uh, well, I don't even know if you. did You probably didn't work closely with Timo, right? Uh. Well, I, I didn't. Work, well, we we were like this was like uh, emails and stuff yeah. and. Uh, so I, I actually do really a. Uh, yeah. I actually do a podcast with Timo every week. <laughs> oh,
2: you do? Okay.
1: Yeah. So I, I well, want to get mean, some uh, insight. Like, how did you know if you uh, you know worked with him at all? <laughs>
2: No, I mean, we, we communicated uh, on the, some other stuff, but uh, in general, it was um, more about practical things that I, I rewrote some stuff, you know, like mm. lyrics. Like, for example, I, I wrote the lyrics for uh, Lady of Winter, which was, mm-hmm. we you know, obviously we communicated on that because you know, I guess, you know, he wasn't too happy with that, mm. that uh, I would... Not use uh, what was written, you know. And I said, "Well, I can't do that. I want to I wanna rewrite everything, you know." Right. And that's yeah. what I did. Uh, and this, uh, so you know, and stuff like that. So it was, um, and and then I changed bits and pieces here and there for like this title track, "Great Divide" and stuff. But uh, uh, you know, it's uh, today we we usually work, you know, through the internet, so it's. Yeah. Uh, when we do a record like the old school way, then it's because we wanna do it It's more the nostalgia factor and right. the fact that you wanna experience the vibe together you wanna experience to be in that same room and and create that record to make, to to to, to hopefully have a have some extra magic you know when you do it and for the sake of the memory and um experience you know um so, yeah. Because it gets boring to sit there uh, by yourself. Everybody's mm-hmm. in their in their own studios and doing stuff, and then there's some sometimes skyping or on the phone or emailing and downloading files and sending files stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's, it's normal, but it's also a bit um, boring, you know. Right. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> so I mean, it's good. I mean we for, for, for the, when I did this record called uh, this Yawn record called uh, Bring Heavy Rock to the Land. I mm-hmm. uh, I remember we uh, we went to Wales in England and we spent extra money on that record or even though it doesn't sound like it's a you know, bigger production or anything but we no. we just spent extra effort and uh, and money to 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 go to a legendary studio so we went to Mono Valley mm. uh, in Wales and recorded the st- stuff in the in the same studio like, uh, you know, Sabbath or Led Zeppelin or, you know, I think Queen ordered stuff there and that. Uh, so, uh so it's a legendary studio. Um, and uh so we just wanted to, you know, get that vibe. And, uh, and the studio itself is in, is in old footage that we've seen documentaries when we grew up. Uh, you know, you've seen people from bands, you, 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 you loved. You've seen people when they were young, uh, running around the the garden outside the studio, and you oh. see the same. You see the windows in the back there. Oh, that's where that's where we were recording. Yeah, <laughs> and you see, you know, it's like. I mean, yeah, that's cool. it, It's just kind of, uh, to get the good vibe and for the guys to to you know hang out. You know, sometimes yeah. go to the pub and we go to the Indian. Restaurant, mm-hmm. to grab some food, and, you know, stuff like that. So, and
1: then when the you pool work on pool room your...
2: in the studio. Yeah, it was great playing pool and drinking beer, and yeah.
1: When you work on yeah. your solo albums, do you all get together as a whole band, or do you still do the file sharing uh through emails and stuff? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, for the for for the like the
2: heavy rock radio to record we. We we had a lot of like files going for the guitars and stuff because we have different guitar players, um, nah. several different ones. So nah. you have like Luca, Luca Princiotta from Doro playing nah. some stuff. Then you have uh, uh, Torre Morin playing uh, stuff, which is, has been like the main young guitar player for a long time. Nah. It's been uh, in and out a few times, but. Uh, yeah, exactly. I know. Why? <laughs> he no, it's just so he, either he, he left the band, you know, for, for various reasons or yeah. the personal stuff in his life, and then, you know, he wanted to, for a while, he wanted to do something different, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, and then he, you know, came back again. Yeah. Another you know, time he left because he, he was tired of everything, and, uh, you know, uh, him and the drummer didn't always go well together. <laughs> Uh, also, so there was like the drummer at the time for one of the these sections in the Yorn history, and then he left. Uh, so it's then uh, stuff like so. It's, sometimes it was just normal reasons. Other times it was a, a disagreement thing going on. But me and me and him, we never had any you know, oh, yeah. issue really. So so it was uh, usually it was never a conflict. It was usually just. Uh, Natural cause, you know, mm. or reason. So, so uh, yeah. So he's been there, and then you have, uh, and uh, yeah, Tron Halter who who plays some stuff uh, on the album, which who did the, which, which, I did the this Dracula album yeah. with. I uh, mean, him did that. So he. So actually, he's on the next, the new record more or less because uh, we had the a couple of the tracks which he already. Laid down some guitars for and uh, you know so, so 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 he did that like a long time ago uh, and we used uh, some of that and uh, yeah so he's kind of a, became a part of the heavy rock two oh. album as well and it, but it's kind of natural because he was also essential an essential part of the, of the first one All right. we did so uh, now are you we, ever going to do another Dracula played, album with him or? No, that uh, was always, for me. It was just a one-off thing because it was based on Bram Stoker's book or inspired right. by that, yeah. book. and uh, so in in that way, it's kind of based on that story uh, from the beginning to end. You know, right. and, uh, uh, I, I, I mean, he did another record with another mm-hmm. singer, actually the singer from Pagan's Mind. They called the uh, Nils Scott. Yes. Yep. Yeah, which is uh, an old friend of mine. I mean, me and Nils, we actually grew up together. Oh, really? And, and he, yeah, he, he used, his grandparents and stuff lived uh, on a neighbor farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I was uh, at my grandparents' uh, farm. And, uh, you know, so mm-hmm. we would... And, and the funny thing is that when we met again as, you know, grown-ups, mm-hmm. uh, we actually performed together. I was a guest at some show, you know, and uh, in Norway, and 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 we were sitting in this bus uh, on the way to Trondheim. It was in Norway from Oslo, and 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 and, I, and then we were talking about. Um, I didn't know it was him, you know. We mm. just uh, it's like oh, just met, and and uh, we sat there on the way. and We, we were driving and you know talking and. And then he was talking about where he grew up, and uh, you know, yeah, I grew up uh, there, and uh, yeah, it was a small place. And I said, "Oh, really? Well, I I grew, I grew up there too." <laughs> so it was funny. Really, yeah. So where did where did where did you uh, where did your grandparents live? And I explained, you know, oh yeah, but there. Oh, but I I grew up there too. And then eventually we realized that, you know. Is it and then suddenly, like looking at each other, is it Nils? <laughs> I can't be is it you, Jorn. Is, is it? Is it you? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we, re, we realized it was you know we were friends since we were kids, you know, running around the farm and doing uh, stuff, you know. So that was funny. And, uh, That's cool.
1: Yeah. Now, are you a fan uh, of his was, band, Pagan's Mind?
2: Uh, no, not really. I mean, I mean, I've worked with the. I mean, I've worked with Jon uh yeah. you know, I mean, he's played the guitars and the yeah. co-wrote stuff with, with me for, for like the Duke album, for the alter Rationale album, and also for uh, the the Lonely or the Brave album. So, yeah. so I mean, he's been an essential part of the young band. So, uh, so I I have some kind of you know. Uh, history with 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 the guys from Pagan's Mind if, yeah. in that sense, yeah. but yeah, uh, the other guys I haven't talked to, like the drummer who also played on the Altuve Nation record, I haven't spoken to him in many years. But Jon Viggo, I've, I've worked with. I mean, he helped us out also when uh, uh, when Torre broke his finger just like last year, and we mm-hmm. had to do some shows, and you know, I had to call call Jon Vigo. And <laughs> he stepped in on short notice and we had to adjust the set list slightly. He <laughs> did, did some shows in Spain and, and some stuff in uh, Norway. But uh, so he 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 saved us. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> and we he did some shows and yeah, yeah. So he's, he's very he's a very good guitar player and a very Man. very nice guy, unique guy actually. Uh, he's one of those guys that you, you, you you always love him and you always miss him when he's not there. So it's kind of right. like a, it's a very, very sweet guy and a very, very talented musician. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, uh, yeah. I like no, I, I, yeah, maybe we'll do something again in the future to, you know, we have to find the right uh, time to do it uh, right now. I have, you know, this thing going and uh, it's, it's, it's me and the uh, Sesco and, uh, and uh, Sid, uh, yeah. my bass player, who also goes goes way back with me. I mean, we've known each other since the 80s. Oh, you, know, wow. you know, Played together a long time. So same with Sid. It's been a bit like on and off. We worked together also in some other projects in the past. We also worked together in the, the Snakes with, with the Mickey mm-hmm. the Bernie Marsh when the, when I played with those guys for a while mm-hmm. in the mid-90s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we had Don Airy on keyboards and yeah, and we toured uh, a lot of countries in Europe and uh, we played the UK and we, yeah, it was a, uh, yeah, that was funny. We did all the White Snake stuff, I remember, of course, so <laughs> the stuff that uh, Mickey and uh, Bernie wrote. Then we even, uh, we even did a new original record called uh, uh, The Snake's uh, Once Bitten. Yes, that I own that one, was Called yes, I own
1: it. I own it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that was funny. <laughs> that was a, that was a very do hard find. Oh, okay. time. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it was a very hard find. I was uh, just in a music store, random store, and I'm looking through the used section, and all of a sudden I see the snakes. I'm like, oh my God, that thing is like in the middle of nowhere. So I, of course I had to get it. Yeah,
2: so... I mean, yeah. It was one... Uh, yeah, it was even a live record we did, but that was mm-hmm. based around the old white snake uh, stuff. I guess that's why I got like... Um, Both good um, publicity and bad publicity, Mm -hmm. you know. uh, After that, uh, but it really it helped a lot, you know. If you look at the time, Mm -hmm. Uh, I've just did uh, like records with a couple of guys from the old TNT band, and then and the drummer from from Stage Dolls, a Norwegian band. So, so uh, you know, and. um, yeah, so it was like basically, uh, you know, in the 80s, I didn't do much like internationally. And I was, you know, younger and right. just wanted to get into the business, you know. So it kind of like a, it started out for real with the, the first couple of Vagabond records. Uh, those albums, I the Okay. Now those are out of print, I think. Man. Yeah, yeah, I'm have, sure they have are. have been for years. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah so. Um, well, at some point, probably it will probably be re-released. Do you think? Usually, so? always, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure at uh, some point. Uh, I've already been asked uh, several times. Oh really? Because we, I mean, we own the records, mm-hmm. kind of. Oh, so it's kind of. It's the same with the ARC albums. You know, we. It's, it's, I mean, I I own it. Tore Ostby owns it. John Macaluso. So the three of us have we have the rights for those records. So if we want to re-release it, we could always sell it to a record company or make some agreement to re, re- reissue the, the albums. But we, we just haven't gotten to do that yet. And we've we already been asked... Oh, yeah. Several oh. times the last few years by the various uh, distributors and a couple of companies there. So oh, cool.
1: We'll get that done because so, I've been looking for those and they're possible. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we for sure try to do it,
2: but uh, you know, just didn't get to get to 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 make it happen yet. So, oh, yeah. but I think you know uh, that midnight 90s thing with, with the snakes was uh, good because some of the some of the bad. Uh, Criticism uh, I've got was also kind of fueled to the fire' because, mm. because we did the white snake stuff, some people right. thought it was like messing with religion so, you <laughs> know it's a bit like uh, doing uh, it's, it's a bit like when we covered uh, California or
3: right.
2: uh, that's uh, when you do something like that by the eagles it's kind of uh, some people will think that uh, you know you can't cover that song because that's done so well by the eagles that. It's kind of like, you know, <laughs>
1: yeah. stay away
2: from that. You know, you're, and and if you do it, you know, it's like even if you do it well,
1: um, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Really? Oh, it's it's
2: yeah, it's hard for some people are like this. You know, it's hard for them to accept that there's there's another version that's actually pretty good. You know, nice. so. so <laughs> this is is the nature of uh, a lot of people. So, but unfortunately, but uh, most people, uh, other people are positive. So it's it's levels out. I think you know both um, both you know is good for for uh, to to create some kind of uh, uh, hype around what you're doing. And if, if you if you didn't do much, if you don't have a big career. Or if you're not established, you know, which was the case back in the mid '90s for me, you know, I was just uh, trying to get, you know, established and and um, and working with uh, with uh, those guys was really, uh, you know, all the people that hated me for for singing uh, in the same style like David Coverdale and singing the old songs, you know, they were they were pretty well done, you uh-huh. know. Uh, yeah. the, the way we did the old songs was pretty close to the original. Of course, it was not the original, but it was pretty right. close, and we all uh, uh, played well and uh, so and did the songs justice. So, um, and then we you know the the original album is pretty good, uh, yeah. good record, good song, good songs on it. Um, could have been a little bit more, a little heavier the, that record. I thought because. I always complained to to Bernie and Mickey about their guitar sound. I always said, when I grew up with White Snake, you had had more distortion <laughs> in your guitars. I mean, the sound was more. It was a bit more uh, uh, rock and roll, you know, and not right. so blues. And uh, I always complained about that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 at that time they were, you know, they were very. Influenced by the blues stuff, you know, Peter Green, uh, Bernie was totally into Peter Green and stuff. And uh, mm. so um, they were like changing their sound to a more cleaner guitar sound and stuff. So, right. which you know didn't really fit that well to the White Snake songs. You know? right. So, yeah. in my opinion, it, it made them a little bit uh, old fashioned and sounding a bit outdated.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I wanted the other way around, you know. I, I wish Once Bitten would have been like played with a bit more heavy, heavier sound. Yeah. But anyway, great players, such a, a unique uh, players. They are in, the, in that sense there's no criticism towards the playing or anything. It's more like a sound uh, production thing and, uh, you know, stuff that would maybe help the songs a little bit mm. and make them a bit more, po- or come out a bit more powerful. How
1: come uh, another album never came out? Uh, no, it was, you know, it was basically uh,
2: uh, you know just to go moving on because uh, uh, you know when uh, when you when you want to establish yourself in the business uh, and you want to do something for yourself, you know, you don't want to get stuck in a band that plays old White Snake songs, you know, Right. especially not when uh, David Cobrill comes back with White Snake <laughs> and starts playing again. Right. So. Right. So it was uh, kind of like it was cool for a a while uh, because, you know, David had pulled out of the business for, or not pulled out, but he he was like laying low for a while doing some solo record stuff. And yeah, so it was uh, a few years there in the mid-90s where he didn't do that much and he wasn't so active with the touring and stuff. And so uh, we thought it was a good time, you know, to do do these uh, shows and uh, record uh, these songs. And so, um, yeah, but, uh, when we, after that, I thought, you know, I got to do something to establish my own career, you know, and mm. also I wanted to write stuff that was, uh, different, you know, and I wanted right. to go a bit more heavy with things and more experimental. Nice. So, um, that's also one of the reasons why it didn't work out, you know, so, Hmm. And obviously, you know Mick and Bernie, they were also older, and uh, they had a specific uh, idea on on how to do things. And you know, it's and we were younger, and or I was younger, so <laughs> much younger. So. <laughs> it was uh, kind of a. It was good that it was, uh, you know, it, it did a lot of good things for me in that sense, right. uh, in, or in the sense that uh, you know you had some uh, publicity. You know, people, English magazines and newspapers would write about you know, uh, Mick and Bernie, you know, working with this no- Norwegian singer that uh, sounded uh, a bit like David Coverdale, and you know all that stuff. And then you had all the, uh, the 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 feedback on that, which, uh, like I said, was both negative and positive. But so it created some some publicity, yeah. and. Uh, that was good for me in the scene, you know, and right. then suddenly, you know, magazines started writing like Kerrang, you know, those type of mm. magazines that were bigger. And, you know, they started to write and get got some good write-ups here and there. Um, a lot of people uh, saw us live. We played some big festivals and some of them, they even announced it as White Whitesnake, which was really? not right to do, but you <laughs> no. know, both promoters uh, wanted it to be you know, they I, maybe they just did it as a... It, maybe it was just a misunderstanding, but... Yeah. Or they did it deliberately. It could have, could have been. I don't know. But I remember one show, I think it was in the, the Netherlands, um, where we... or Holland, where we... I don't remember exactly where it was now, uh, uh, but... Uh, I remember there was a the big banner was put behind the stage and it was it said White Snake. Oh my god! And and Bernie, it was huge, and it was (laughs) thousands thousands of people, and uh, it was a huge gig. Uh, And we were like headlining this big festival. And uh, and I remember Bernie and Mickey, they were totally freaking out because they were like, "We can't
1: have that get that fucking (laughs) backdrop down right now," you know.
2: So right. it was, it was yeah, We 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 had them, you know. Wow. They, you know they took it down, of course. But uh, you know it was, uh, the, uh, of course that would not look good.
1: No, it like, wouldn't have.
2: <laughs> now, no, and of course you you, you, don't, you, you don't want any problems either. Right. You know? Yeah. But the the people there at the time, they didn't really. I think most of the people at that gig, you know, thousands and thousands of people, they, they didn't really, you know, think about it. I yes. think they just expected You see. I think many of these people just thought that this was White Snake. And when we played, you know, no one reacted uh, uh, differently. You know, it was like uh, afterwards, people. Uh, even came to me when they were drunk and say, "I've been a big fan of you since the 70s. You know, it's like <laughs> I'm not David Coverdale, man. I'll, you know that that happened uh, to me actually, and uh, so so you know it would have been a bad thing in right. general if, uh, yeah. if 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 that banner would be or backdrop would be hanging on the over on several shows with, but I was yeah, just definitely. it was more like. A, Thinking about it now, is more like a fun, funny, funny episode, you know.
1: You didn't sign so, the autographs, uh, David Coverdale, did you? Sorry, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh,
2: <laughs> for, for years, uh, since I was a kid, with uh, you know the Stormbringer album and and stuff, you know, and um, yeah, and I you know I had all these old records like the Butterfly Ball, mm. uh, done by Roger Glover. And you know, with, with Dio was on that, with "Love Is All," and what was that a song called that David sang? Uh, "Behind the Smile," was it? Oh, I, yeah. You know what
1: it is. I'm not a huge White Snake fan. Sorry.
2: sorry. Oh, I, I know. No, <laughs> I, 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 I used to be when I was um... like a teenager, and uh, yeah. I used to uh, buy all those records, and yeah, I always loved uh, David's voice. But you know, as I grew older, got a good
1: voice.
2: You know, yeah. As I, when I grew older, I. I I I kind of you know, I, I changed a little bit you know into going into a different style, you know, focusing more on you know doing my own stuff uh, eventually, and uh, so and not so stuck on that anymore. So, mm. but you know, the seventies was so full of great bands, and I, I uh, it's typical you know fans or people think that you just like one thing, you know. Some people right. thought that I was only, like, listening to Whitesnake stuff because I played with Mickey and Bernie and, you know, doing these shows and singing old White Snake songs. And then I was labeled as this guy who sings Whitesnake stuff. But then... Mm-hmm. And then it was, you know, later, after the Masterplan era, doing the ARC records, Beyond Twilight stuff, and the first a few Jaguar like, records. And then people... Uh, started like uh, changing their opinions, you know, and realizing that okay, this guy's not really just from from that uh, band, and he's not he's doing his own style. Okay, right. mm-hmm. that was fine. Uh, and, but then when you actually managed to establish your own style, and uh, you know, did a lot of records with original material, then suddenly I did this record for, to, to as a tribute to Dio. And then, mm-hmm. and then, then everything changed. And there was no like, hardly any st- stuff about this White Snake link anymore. Right. It was all only this guy from Norway who tries to copy Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and then you had all the, had all the positive ones as well who liked my versions of the songs. But uh,
3: yeah.
2: no, so then you had the same thing again, like. Uh, like in the 90s, you know, with this uh, white snake thing, but then the white snake thing was forgotten. Now was all focused on this Dio thing, and 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 everything that I've done, which has nothing to do with the, the style of right. you know, or singing style of like white snake stuff, or or uh, uh, purple stuff, or no nothing to do with not really like Dio or uh, Rainbow or anything either. You know, it, right. it's like. If you i mean if you listen to songs from from master plan or you listen to uh, some other stuff from the arc records or whatever you know, it's the singing style is is not really not doesn't have anything to do with with the, with that style at all it's 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 right. a it's a it's our own style right so
1: it's
2: yeah. a, when you bring some maybe influences bits and pieces here and there but it's it's your own it's your own thing. You know, yeah. so, but uh, then because of the, f- the the publicity around what happened when you know Ronnie passed away, and then when we did this memorial gig with the Black Sabbath or Heaven and Hell in Victoria Park, 2010, and when that happened, it kind of uh, uh, overshadowed uh, everything, you know. And then I was just this guy suddenly singing Dio songs. Everyone wanted me to go on tour singing Dio covers all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> with the various tribute bands, which which I never did, you know, because yeah. I thought that was not right. Didn't feel right to do, and, uh, and also there was a lot of uh, uh, op- opinions on on uh, on that record I did. You know why it came so soon after Ronnie's passing, and if it right. was yeah, of course true or not, and all that. In uh, which you know so I, I basically just decided to uh, to stay away from um, because you know i didn't want to you know uh, didn't want to like put any fuel to that fire at all because my right. my my intention was just good you know i just mm-hmm. want i you know, i was a big fan so i just wanted to you know want this to to be uh, done the right way in principle right. so, um, so so I just laid low with that and then continued with my own stuff, you know, writing my songs and working with various things and started, eventually started doing avatarsia stuff again and then doing this Pentakill thing for the online game League of Legends, which was more like progressive metal, modern metal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that and then there was the Yawn Records again and then there was the Dracula album and so on and yeah, and then, uh, where we are now with the uh, after this this the, the other uh, original record, uh, this the um, second heavy rock radio so yeah uh,
1: um yeah, so that's yeah. yeah a few more things um now, the Russell Allens pulled out another album, but this time he's with uh Nat Olsen, and I just had a net oh. Olsen on last week.
2: Yeah, it was kind of uh, yeah. I, I saw a video on YouTube. I just checked it out. It, it, it sounds a bit like the other uh, long yeah, record. Yeah, it actually does. It, yeah. the, the you, were never,
1: uh, you were never you never asked to, to uh, do this one. Sure, sure. sure. I was asked yeah. I, uh, many
2: times to do it, uh, um, but I, uh, you know, I, I guess this was something that again, like I said before, the record company put this project together, mm. and so they wanted me to do another one. And I'm sure they want me to do all of them in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine well, yeah. because that was kind of like uh, something we started together, and it was right. something that was supposed to be a, maybe an ongoing project. But um, like I said before, I thought it, it started to become a copy of ourselves, you know, the okay. whole thing, yeah. and. Uh, even if even though Timo Tolkki got involved for the the last record, I think the the result of the whole thing was just you know mm-hmm. if we would go back with Magnus again for another one, you would just have another record in the same right. uh, same yeah. style, but I think, in my opinion, probably with weaker songs, you know uh, not that they are bad, but when you'd already did the four records with this i uh, like where no. else
1: can you go, really? You know?
2: Yeah, unless you start writing, like, unless I start uh, going uh, to see Russell, you know, me and him writing stuff together, or Magnus, me and him together, or we bring somebody else into the picture to work together. You have to change the whole uh, formula somehow to make, uh, or to give give the whole thing a new approach. Um, then maybe we would have a slightly different um direction with the song right maybe the sound could be the same you know could have a similar uh, I mean it's it's when it's mixed or when it's recorded as long as you work with the same people you, you will uh, or like plus minus the same people you will achieve a similar sound anyway so it, it would fit it's just right. that uh, uh, the record company wanted to do it exactly like before you know and it was and I didn't want to do that so uh, that's as simple as that, and, uh, and there's not no like drama going on mm. there. So I'm happy for them if they wanted to do another one, you know with Annette, she's a great singer, so um there's nothing wrong with that. it's just i'm I'm on a different place right now with, yeah, of course going and what what I want to do basically so but you never know what happens you know, you could, you know if if we do another one you never know, it could happen sometime you know. like I said nothing is uh, uh, you know. That's Actually, right.
1: what would be a cool thing is if you joined with Annette and and Russell Allen and made the, the three. Yeah. That would make it really different, right? It's a new, now you you like
2: you put you sowing in a seed there. It's That's a, right. There
1: you go. Yeah. So there's the three of us that would
2: be. A, that would be pretty cool. Probably that would be pretty cool. Yeah, it could be interesting. Um, that that could be a good thing to to tour with too, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, of course it would. Lot, any she, any um any yeah. plans to work with the an, on anything at all or no no
2: not mm-hmm. not
1: not right now I mean she said to say hi by the way
2: yeah yeah say hi back to <laughs> her before me no I mean we um, we met a few times I mean she um she you know we we did some stuff in um, like a show this festival in Israel in Tel Aviv mm. a few years ago um and um, we, we, I met her there, and uh, yeah, so no, I mean she's a nice, nice woman. Uh, she's a really talented singer, uh, yeah. she she lives uh, not too far from where I am right now. Actually, yeah. so she used to take the train. She said, uh, uh, "Passing, uh, yeah. the I told her, 'Like then you're like almost passing uh, the house.'" I said, "Because mm-hmm. oh, really, see the the nearby town here. She used to go there to study or something." Um, yeah, I think she. I don't. I don't know if she ever got to be a nurse, but I think she wanted to yeah, be. a she
1: nurse. Is full time nurse.
2: She is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what she, she was doing, and she was going to to I think the hospital or to some doing some yeah. uh, practice uh, to 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 do some practical work there. I think uh, as a part as part of her education, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. But she was uh, going, mm. you know, going uh, forth and back from where she lives and. So, yeah, it's just, it's kind of ironic, I said told her you know, actually often I see the train, and you know maybe you're on it,
1: <laughs> yeah, very cool, all right now uh to to wrap this up a little bit because you've yeah. done a long time with me, I could have did a whole we could do a we whole podcast every week with you, next. I can we get got, rid of Timo. Got, uh, got, uh, <laughs> is there any i know you you when we last talked yesterday, um you said you got more songs that you want to do on the next cover album. Is there any song that you really, really want to do, like you have to do?
2: Um, I don't know. Uh, so many good songs uh, I'd like to do. Sure. I mean, I everything that's that was uh, done uh, uh, in the seventies, from pop music to to rock music. So it's I, mean, I don't know. It's uh, the list is so long. Um, um, you know, I, I usually pick songs that. Uh, that uh, I know will sound right within the mm-hmm. band, and you know that I f- feel uh, also. Uh, you know I could bring on the road maybe in the future and perform live. So um, you know stuff that suits the suits the band and the vocals, you know, mm-hmm. so, uh, or me. So uh, it's hard. I mean, I, it's a lot of songs. I mean, Manfred Mann did more songs than what I did for like Mighty Quinn or the Queen the Eskimo for. for mm-hmm which was on, on, on the new record now. So it's there's it more songs that they did, which they covered, which the, some of those versions I'm thinking could be done. You know, the, the Springsteen stuff, Blinded by the Light or Spirits in the Night, stuff like that could be done. Um, you know, but there's so many Manfred Mann songs that uh, are really great, you know, from all these records they did. Um you know, there's Martha's Madman. There's I Came For You. There's uh, Stranded. There's Circles. There's right. a lot of stuff that, um, you know, I have listened to uh, when I grew up. And I, right. you know, I know it's going to be... Uh, Tribal Statistics is another one. It's a great song. And uh, so, you know, it's, and, and same with Santana. There's stuff from Santana. There's stuff from... Um, uh, yeah, lead separate stuff, even you know. I mean, there's uh, Queen stuff, yeah, Saga, even Saga. I love Saga, uh, oh, okay, the yeah,
1: Canadian's re- band, right?
2: Yeah, really good, good stuff. Um,
1: if you were to pick one of their songs, which one would it be? Uh,
2: I would say, well, it would probably it could be uh. What's it called? I'm the flyer, or yeah, or you have a, you have a, it's called I'm the flyer or the flyer. I don't remember right now, but the flyer probably. And uh, and then you have, of course, the, the scratching the surface is a good mm-hmm. one. And, uh, yeah. and then you have um, there's a lot of good ones. Yeah. Of course, the this one of the hits they had uh, on the loose.
1: On the, oh yeah, that's uh, I think that's my favorite one. <laughs> uh, that's, uh,
2: that's a that's good, good one.
1: Yeah, that's a really good one.
2: But they also have a lot of other songs that are not. We yeah. always the most. You know, oh yeah. Typical or most known songs and uh, a lot of good songs uh, that I love. Um, I used to listen to the, you know, some of those like humble stands is great, you know this, but you know not all all the songs fit uh, right. Uh, fit. Uh, what we're doing. Some of right. them, have, you know, they, some of them have a, I mean, you can always make something fit if you, if you want it to, to work, but the, I'm, I'm focusing usually on stuff that comes natural to, to my band and to, to my style. And, um, and, and I choose the songs based on that. You know, you got got Abba songs, which I like. you got, mm. uh, uh, you know. Uh, yeah,
1: you got to pick stuff that's going to fit with what you're doing. You know, yeah. Yeah. And everyone
2: knows that you could play anything he- heavier, you know. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, if you want to do like Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel, it would be, oh, per- be really cool. Would be perfect for a uh, classic rock kind of uh, approach if you if, if you sing it well and you have a good band, you know. So yeah. um, there's a lot of songs that you could uh, choose, but uh, I like to choose some of the most or some of the more. Um, uh, you
1: like to choose some of your obscure songs. I yeah, guess. yeah, or uh,
2: unexpected <laughs> ones. Right. Know? And I guess I also liked uh, songs that uh, were not always uh, number one hits. Right. Yeah. And I could never figure that out because some of my... F- I mean, it's the same with Kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably my favorite album with Kiss uh, was Unmasked. and, and it Yeah, was- I was going to ask you that. like um,
1: yeah. You picked um, Naked City.
2: Yeah, and a that was it. I mean, they've done a lot of records which I like, but mm. but you know, at the time when I grew up, uh, in when I was a teenager, you know, when Unmask came, mm. that was the record that you know that really, uh, to me, put Kiss on the map. Really,
1: uh, I hate yeah. that album, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, That's no, my no. least
2: favorite Kiss album, <laughs> you know, it's like Dy- Dynasty and that record, yeah. I liked, even though Dynasty doesn't have all the best songs you know it has right. some like great songs there but i love it's, that one. It, it's it's it, it's like you know sure no, something was great you know and, mm. the, and the magic touch was maybe not the best song but it was a great uh, arrangement and a very uh, cool sound right. and then with, with paul's voice there it was just yeah, everything was just magic with that song, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had magic touch for that, you know, kind of, you know, himself. So, mm. the whole band was sounding great, and of course, you got the hit there. I was made for loving you, which people tend to laugh about sometimes, but yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah it's actually a you know brilliant song, and it, it it's very, very smart to do that. Probably the most important song they ever uh, wrote. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah a, definitely one of them. A record, so no, but uh, and you know, as much as I like you know, Creatures of the Night and the Elder, uh, you know, the Elder was also a record I really liked a lot. Yeah, um, I do
1: too. A lot, that gets a lot of bad rap, but it's really actually a good yeah. album. It's it's really out of what they usually do, but it's it's a good album. It's different.
2: Yeah, and yeah it's very different, but very good. I think very good. Mm. No, but still, I think you know, Unmasked to me was. Um, cool record and i mean they did I, I guess they didn't write all the songs all the time but you know like is that you was uh, some some demo that they got or something which i saw i read something about that mm. that uh, someone else wrote that song and then they included it on the record and it ended up as the opening track or something yeah, yeah. um but you know great choice and a great song and the uh, I like it you know and you can always look look at history and, and you know uh, some of the lyrics i'm too old for that kind of now i'm, I'm feeling sometimes it, some of the lyrics there are a bit like you could say cheesy or you could say <laughs> teenager oriented yeah. or teenage oriented rock or something yeah. like that but but still you know i like it you know it's like yeah. uh, we're, tra- we're children of our time you know
1: yeah, exactly. A good song is a good song. So.
2: And that's the same when they did this little Moxie thing with this Kiss Killers uh, uh, thing, when you have this Legend Tonight, this song, which was uh, some, uh, I think, some remixes or something, or some yeah, yeah. stuff or whatever, but but that song was new. And uh, I remember, you know, I really loved that song too. So that There's also another song, a very good song, that could be a great uh, song to to cover, you know and sp- and play heavier, and you know stuff like this. so um uh
1: yeah, just just don't ever do well uh, let's put let's put the x in sex, that would just be like really awkward <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a lot of good stuff,
2: um a lot of good stuff out there, yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of good ob- stuff, obviously writing um writing um your own material is, is, is something you, you know, you're most proud of, of course. And there's a Are certain gonna... focus on that also in the business. Uh, you know, Are you going to be putting you out
1: don't... your, uh, uh, your own next like original album next?
2: Yeah. So I'm going to work on that now the next uh, year. And then uh, in between in some shows and yeah. you know, stuff I'm doing, but uh um, so I'm going to do that. I just started that not too long ago. Uh, going through ideas and stuff and picking out what, a, what I think, you know, is, you know, potentially a good, good idea to work on. Uh, um, so i do that. And then, uh, we'll see after that, maybe do another, uh, heavy rock radio again after that. um, um but we'll see. Uh, it's, uh, a lot of stuff I want to do, and you know, there's the time as the years go by. You you also have to realize that uh, even though people say it's never too late, you mm-hmm. you have to you know reality bites. You know, you have to understand I... you, there's a limit to 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 the time you know you have, so you, you can't record you know hundred albums with various things you like. You have to be a bit selective. So so but, so I, I guess there's a few things I'd like to do. Nah. which uh, I feel I have to do so, but which I, I can't tell you right now, but, you know, uh, but for songs, you know, I could say that, you know, this stuff I like, maybe it's, maybe I'll do some cancer stuff, you know, mm-hmm. since I love Steve Walsh a lot. Um, I always uh, felt that there was something there that uh, spoke to me, you know, something that uh, inspired me and influenced me. And, uh, and I think uh, everyone's been doing the obvious and you know, also with the heavy rock radio albums, even though I'm picking out some songs that are not uh, too uh, typical, and then it's still, you know, it has some of those traditional uh, uh, bands there, like Foreigner stuff, or it's a Journey song, or it's the oh. Purple song, or whatever, you know. So, I've, and I might even do that in the future, but I'm thinking, you know, to to, to look at some of those artists and the, or singers that. Influenced me in a bigger way, you know that that I never really talked much about because people were focusing on on the typical uh, rock band influence, you know, Deep Purple, Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, uh, uh, Dio, uh, uh, yeah, that stuff, you know. And and of course we all uh, like that stuff. Uh, and it's just, uh, I mean, if you're in the music business and you grew up with the, with the '70s music, you you. you Uh, you're bound to to love those bands you know so the thing is uh, uh, but there were you know there's other there are other bands which um, were as important to to me personally uh, you know and also to to show that uh, that uh, there's a link to other styles i've been doing that there's actually a a link to to this the way I sound even when I sing in various ways you know not just this classic rock link but also the link to for example uh, Steve Walsh of Kansas the um, link to uh, you know John Farnham uh, formerly of Little River Band but you know did the greatest as, as, as uh, with his solo career uh, uh, at least in parts of Europe and in Australia it was actually the the, the The most selling Australian artists of all time, actually. So, yeah. So, Uh, so, no, this is various people. Rod Stewart, for example, is another example. Um, Great, great singer and uh, so many great records. got some good songs there. Really good stuff. And that's also something that's kind of left out in the rock and metal scene. Because he's not related to that, but you know, he's he's a rocker from the beginning. His his very early
1: stuff is, yeah, definitely. He he still is a
2: rocker by heart. You know, if you look at him as a singer and a performer, he's a a rocker, regardless of if he sings more commercial songs or if he's crooning more uh, uh, today than what he used to do, you know, when he was young. And it's kind of, he's a rocker, you know. yeah, a lot of cool stuff. So, uh, so I'm, I'm thinking there's a lot of um, great artists to 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 cover, you know, in, in principle, and also to show where I came from. Uh, not, you know, because I'm okay. kind of put together by so many. You know, it's, you can always try to 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 say that you're your own original person, and of course you are, and you do. Uh, Everything original is, you know, you're not copying anybody. But you know, that's kind of like uh, it's bullshit, you know, because we all um, we're all a product of something we took inspiration from.
3: Right.
2: The end. You know, maybe you have a, maybe you're more original if you have a certain combo that's that's harder to grab. You know, so that it's like who. If you if you listen to some obscure records with a band or some singers that or players that the rest of the world never heard about of course you will come out as even more original because the world don't know where you took your inspiration from so they was if you're popular they will see you as the original but I think if you're a guy who took inspiration from well-known singers I mean if you if you listen to El- Elvis Presley all the time and you sang a little bit like Elvis, everyone would know it's you know, are oh, you're, you're doing like Elvis, you know uh, okay, so, exactly. so it's obvious uh, and I think that's uh, But, but so I just want to bring kind of to the table some of the other elements that were important to me that show how I yeah, that's... learned how to sing, you know, because I learned how to sing through those records when right. I grew Tried to sing like these singers did when I was like five, six, seven, eight years old. I was listening to these records. And then as I got to be a teenager, I started collecting the records and, and, and experimenting more and more with my voice. And then, you know, just playing in a band and all that. So there's more, I mean, it's stuff that people don't talk about. For example, yeah. You Yethro know, Tull is another example. Not really. a person, For example, he's a, su- such a iconic uh, singer. Oh. songwriter and what a character you know and uh, yeah. he's also uh, from a very much a, a big important part of the the rock uh, world you know yeah
1: of course yeah but
2: people don't tend to bring all those important uh, bands or artists right. into the picture you know and that's what i'm thinking we need to do we need to uh, stop just you know, thinking that uh, there's only a few bands. You know, right? It's, yeah, the world is more than the, it's. You know, even though we respect uh, the bands, we do. You know, we respect uh, the Sabbath and Purple and Zeppelin and Queen and you Iron know, Ma- Maiden and you know all these bands. Metallica, or whatever, Aerosmith. You know, you can the the list goes on and on. But there's mm-hmm. actually a certain amount of bands that kind of dominate the scene when people. Uh, Put up a reference, uh, or the, it's, it's like you tend to forget that right. there's actually a, a broader variety of yeah. of great uh, artists that colored history and that uh, were essential an essential part of of uh, our legacy. So uh, right. I'm thinking that that
1: could be a good thing uh, to do, and yeah, definitely uh, because then it makes it a little bit more personal to you.
2: Yeah, and the, the older we get, the more important it, it, it is, you know, to do oh, something yeah. a bit more personal too, you know, that, and enjoyable, so that when you walk out of the studio and you know you you feel that uh, you know this is, you know, even if you do a cover song, it's it could be it can be very original, it could be an original choice, All
1: right? Yeah,
2: but, you know, so and the the best thing is is if you can do something that actually makes the original artist proud, you know, you know, right, stuff yeah. like that. I think this is, this, this gets more important with the years, at least to me, it's not so important whether I do smart business or if it's the right choice for the trends or the originality of what I'm doing. It's more, uh, you know, to me, if if I'm, if I can make, somebody happy somebody who deserves recognition happy you know to to hear that wow this guy sings my song and it's done well and Mm -hmm. and and uh, it's because he's a big fan and it's a lot of work to record this song and and time and effort to do this right and uh, these guys did it you know and that's to me, that becomes more and more important the, uh, the older I get. You know, to, yeah. no, I don't necessarily have to get any feedback from anybody I I, I used to listen to. You know, or, or that I you know, if I do a cover, and you know, I don't I don't think about it in those terms. I just know that because of the way the world works today, if if you're in the same category as someone you you, you grew up with. We are all in the same boat, you know. We all check the YouTube stuff. If, if it's good stuff, right. we will know. If someone covers a Yawn song, or they play a master plan song, or they do whatever they do, anything from my career, you know, they would... I will hear it, you know. Okay. Maybe I don't hear it, like, the same week as it's released, but okay. in, in, in the next couple of months after that song is out, I will pick it up. Yes. Nice either a friend of mine will send it to me or, say, or my record company or somebody from the band will say, hey, you got to check this out too, and this, guy's, uh, this, mm-hmm. this guy uh, or this band recorded uh, like a black metal version of Lonely or the Brave, you got to check <laughs> it out, you know? So, of course, I will hear it, and I, you know, that that shouldn't be, probably, it's not any difference, mm-hmm. yeah, any different or with the, with, the, with the people that I listen to, you know? Everyone is still here and they're still working in the music business. They're bound to hear some the stuff, you know, and if you do something good with respect of the original, um, I think uh, it's an honor for any artist to, to to hear your work being, you know, performed well and uh, that you actually started. Uh, it's proof that you started a, a legacy that uh, will last, you know.
1: Right, right, yeah. yeah. Well, very cool. Um, all right, is yeah. There, yeah, we're done with this now. Yeah. Is <laughs> <Yeah, I guess laughs> um, people for people that are watching this and don't know you for some reason, uh, do you have a website that they can go to to check out all your stuff?
2: I, I can just well, you can check out the the, the officially Facebook page, or I mean, there's a few fan pages up there that that are not the. The right ones but there's a and um, you can do that or you just uh or you're on com is you know there's some information there but uh i think you know the easiest way is just to to go on uh on youtube and just look at yeah. the videos and i mean if, if they want to learn more about the history you just google and you read wikipedia stuff or you find information you know easily um uh, albums are available, you know, Amazon.com, and you know, it's easy. So, uh, yeah, it's usually everywhere, and you know, most of it is on Spotify anyway. So, yeah. that yeah.
1: is true. Are you on Facebook or Twitter or uh, Instagram or anything? Or are you still with I'm,
2: uh, I'm just on the I'm just on Facebook with my artist page, uh, which is yeah. the official Yorn page, and uh, you know, the one with the blue. Uh, yeah, it is the official one. The other ones are not free. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, there, there's a few fan pages which are. Particular. Hey. There's a Norwegian fan club that's called Your Army, which is a you know a friend of ours who's doing that. He's doing a great job with that. And there's a Swedish one, and then there's a couple of more, and then there's an Italian fan club. yes all, all these
1: the fans. fans. We've got to get a uh, United States fan club.
2: Yeah, there's a, there's a few uh, there. Yeah, so, uh, but uh, the official one is the one. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I was late with everything. I was even late with Facebook. So, uh, and I never got to do the Instagram thing. And I'm not good with social media at all. I just do it when it's when it uh, you know feels natural so i post stuff uh, every now and then i'm not the guy who's always on uh, on social medias or anything but you know i post whatever's happening when it's happening Mm. yeah
1: very cool i I thank you so much for uh doing this lengthy uh show it's very very cool of you yeah
2: no problem man yeah
1: let's uh, yeah let's talk again man What